7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, coming to you from Cleveland, where, uh, come, come to Cleveland, we'll take your helmet and smack you in the head with it. What the hell, Cleveland Browns? What what uh, that idiot player? You don't fucking smack a guy in the head with his own helmet when he doesn't have a helmet. Oh my god, that's it's not like, legal. It's like the I, first news story I woke up to today. Me too. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I don't even know. You know what? I'm. I, look, I don't want to turn this into sports ball. Well, sports it's not going to happen. Because but <laughs> I, I kind of saw some Pittsburgh players kicking them those guys in the gut while they uh, were on the ground. That so, was just yeah. But seriously, but come on. I, I mean, I'm not. No, I'm not. I have anyway, no preference. You don't yeah. slam somebody in the head with the helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but of course, this but is Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the 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 oh, the. Beltway Bureau. Yes. Yeah, the other I'm names. so sorry. The bubble. The See, swap. started with started with sports. Not at all. I <laughs> don't really make me smack you. you with your own helmet. Um, <laughs> Joe San Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. I'm really where sorry. I'm fairly certain if Steamtown had its own national football team, it wouldn't. They wouldn't smack people on the head with their helmets. They 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 might. They might. They might. They they might. But uh-huh. uh, that's not. That's awful. I mean, jeez. That was uh, the, the I never slow had to worry about it because I always played without a helmet. Mm. The slow mo like that was terrifying. So yeah, that was but, that was awful. That was terrible. But anyway, um, I, I would like to uh, start the show with something that might you might have missed with all the impeachment talk and everything. Uh, here is a, some breaking news from earlier today from. Uh, Anderson Cooper and Shimon Prokupesh. Breaking uh, news on Roger Stone. I want to go to Shimon Prokupesh for the latest on that. Shimon. Uh, yeah, that's right, Anderson. This is ongoing uh, as we speak. We have people inside the courtroom. Roger Stone has been found guilty after a, a week and a half trial, a jury that's been deliberating now for close to nine hours. They are now returning their verdict, still ongoing. But so far, Roger Stone has been found guilty of 
four, four different counts out of the seven. We're still getting word from inside the courtroom. He's been found guilty of making false statements. Uh, He's also been found guilty of obstruction. Of course, this all having to do with his appearance before members of Congress who were investigating Russian interference and specifically his contact with WikiLeaks. But then more importantly, Anderson, his contact with the Trump campaign and Donald Trump himself. Uh, Prosecutors here putting on a case accusing Roger Stone. He has now been found guilty of having these communications with the Trump campaign, senior level people inside the campaign, as well as Donald Trump himself, prosecutors saying that he lied. The jury here now agreeing, finding him guilty on those counts, saying that he lied to members of Congress uh, when he appeared before them and trying to not tell them the truth, essentially, about his contacts with WikiLeaks, people believed to be intermediaries, but more importantly, obviously, the Trump campaign. This all stemming from the Mueller investigation, of course, the jury now finding Roger Stone guilty. And also, it was an important moment, many moments in this courtroom for prosecutors, because looming large over this entire trial was the president himself. Donald Trump came up many times uh, in this case, during the prosecution's case, during witness testimony. You had Rick Gates, uh, former deputy chairman of the Donald Trump campaign, who was cooperating with the government. Steve Bannon took the stand as well. Uh, And of course, there was this emotional last uh, statement from prosecutors in closing arguments where they were arguing that the truth and how much the truth mattered and that it was the job of this jury to find Roger Stone guilty because truth mattered. And even though the defense tried tried to argue that so what? So what that Roger Stone lied about some of this? In the end, prosecutors arguing the truth mattered and that the jurors needed to find Roger Stone guilty. And that's what we have here, Anderson. He's now been uh, found guilty of lying to members of Congress and obstruction, a very important part of the Mueller investigation and obviously an investigation that was going on uh, by members of Congress who were trying to figure out exactly the contact that the campaign had with Russians, with WikiLeaks, and what they knew and how they used this information, the WikiLeaks information, to their advantage, Anderson. Yeah. Amen. 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 Roger Stone is guilty. He's guilty. He's guilty. That was early today. So, and and he he is guilty on all seven counts, just so everybody knows. And uh, I got a call from my buddy Mort today. And (laughs) um, I I was just going to steal this joke outright, but I I didn't. But I I, I was talking to Mort while he was on the road. And, um, and I said, Oh, did you? Did you hear Roger Stone guilty on all seven counts? He's like, oh, wow, no. And then I, I made a joke about his back tattoo. I said his cellmate might want to do some target practice with uh, <laughs> um, his Nixon tattoo. And and Matt said his roommate's going to put lipstick on that Nixon tattoo. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay. Susan said our, in the car when I told her the joke, she's like, now we're not trying to normalize prison rape, are you? And I said, I'll make an exception for Roger Stone. I'm all right. I'm right down the middle between you and Sue's. Well, here's the thing. He used it to be a swinger. Be, it might not be prison rape, but I do think somebody's going to put lipstick on that tattoo. Yeah, sure. Maybe just smooch. Maybe they'll just smooch that. Smooch that sexy back. Tat of Nixon. 
the Nixon tramp stamp. All that you know, having too much sun because he is originally Florida man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and boy, I think all, all the fellas in prison are going to love his snappy fashion sense, don't you, Joe? Yeah, yeah. But just to <clears throat> just to take the edge off this a little bit. Here's here's the future of Roger Stone. Three minutes ago, Trump just cleared three three war criminals of their crimes. Oh, who? Well, who? What? This is breaking news. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do? Who? A guy that was in prison serving a 19-year se- sentence for uh, the murder of two civilians. Okay. One do you have who names? was going. Yeah. This is just on bl- my mind. I can't believe this. Uh, uh, one's named Trump. Clinton Lawrence, Army f- Lieutenant, uh, was in Leavenworth, serving a 19-year sentence for the murder of two civilians. He ordered the dropping of murder charges against Major Matthew L. Golston, an Army Special Forces officer who was going to go on trial for murder in, September, in December. Mm-hmm. And he reversed the demotion of Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher. A Navy SEAL acquitted of murder charges but convicted of a lesser offense in a high-profile war crimes case in the summer. Yeah, that was the recent one, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was in the summer. The move signaled uh, that the commander-in-chief, Mr. Trump, intends to use his power as ultimate arbiter of military justice in ways unlike any other president in oh, modern times. But, you know, well, you I, know I, I could totally I, believe that. He's going to keep doing that. I just want to give you guys... because. Bob I don't want. I, I don't want. To, I don't want to get you know. Just not not to interrupt, but I, I don't want to get distracted by because this is another no. shiny object he's fucking throwing out there. Because that's he's exactly what he's doing, and and I you know I don't want to get totally distracted from this either. But I do want to say, and when Bob gets on, because Bob will be with us tonight, we talked about this in this pardoning thing. It should be noted that he has not pardoned Paul Manafort. And I don't think that he is going to come out and pardon Roger Stone. Well, we'll Not see. Now. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so Roger Stone, uh, it was nice knowing you. Uh, maybe I'll finally finish watching that documentary about you, buddy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, okay, so... That's now- going to be real pop- popular in, in the prison population oh sure sure yeah uh you know they can learn about his swinger lifestyle and you know they'll, they'll be like oh you did that okay well oh, you're- oh we well, can share experiment. you it's experiment mm. mr cuck um so here we go uh trump speaking of shiny objects donald trump decided to go and make a little ad to run on twitter um or i don't know where else it ran but he just he did this uh, this PSA uh, that's that's just absolutely monumentally stupid, and it's like it, it's like talking points for the lobotomized uh, of the Trump cult. It's so dumb. It's so pathetic. And um and, and yeah. So li- listen to listen to this. This is Trump trying a shiny object, but it really was just a. A rusty old bottle cap. What's going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. The Democrats want to take away your guns. They want to take away your health care. They want to take away your vote. They want to take away your freedom. They want to take away your judges. 
They want to take away everything. Everything. We can never let this happen. We're fighting to drain the swamp, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And you see why we have to do it. Because our country is at stake like never before. It's all very simple. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you, and I'll never let that happen. He'll yeah, never in the fight for right you? Into your pants. Yeah, he's, he's not fighting for me. Well, he said he'd never let it happen. He says, I'm fighting for you, and I'll never let that happen. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> so, that but is true. Here's the thing. Um, uh, 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 shortly after that came out, the original version of that, which was a longer, because that was only 37 seconds, but a longer version came out, which is like almost three times as long. And uh, you won't believe you believe the hyperbole he's using in in this one. I I'm glad they edited it down, but this is the original version. What's going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. The Democrats want to take away your guns. They want to take away your health care. They want to take away your rocket man. They want to take away your <laughs> tip. They want to take away your best words. They want to take away your vote. They want to take away your oranges. They want to take away your space force. They want to take away your infantry bin. They want to take away your freedom. They want to take away your country. They want to take away your judges. Took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. They want to take away your chocolate cake. They want to take away your Trump steaks. They want to take away everything. We can never let this happen. We're fighting to drain the swamp, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And you see why we have to do it. I'm not a baby. Because our country is at stake. When it comes to great stakes, I've just raised the stakes. The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores with fantastic products of all kinds. That's why I'm thrilled they agree with me. Trump steaks are the world's greatest steaks, and I mean that in every sense of the word. And the Sharper Image is the only store where you can buy them like never before. It's all very simple. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for great steaks and chocolate cake, and I'll never let that happen. The best. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am so glad they trimmed that down. Uh... (laughs) Oh. You know. Ken, that was that was actually tip top. Uh, that was a tippy top, uh, tip top shape. We call it sometimes t- tippy top shape. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that was uh, old clever cut-ins there, Ken. It was good. Was I, I swear, I, I, I j- it leaked on the internet last night, and I, I oh, found it. Something leaked today. <laughs> something. Yeah, something, a lot of things. A lot of things leaked. Today. Pretty sure it was Donnie in his diapers. But... Oh my god. Well, what? here's the thing. Uh, uh, what we don't, uh, I, I'm going to. I have so much audio for you guys right now. Okay, but uh, what I'm going to do is is right now we're going to kind of do a lightning round of kind of off topic stuff that I have. That's why I threw that one out there. Um, but I we have uh, there there's the or the brain trust of old white uggos on Fox News. Uh, <laughs> old white uggos so that's, yeah. so that's oh, uh, Joe, oh, De, or Joe De Genova, uh Victoria Tensing <laughs> oh. and um, oh. and they were on with uh, um, oh Lou Dobbs oh. So, oh so this is Fox Business Channel Fo- yeah yeah but not, it, it, the, the, not the liberal Fox Channel wait this no. is uh, 
This is a lineup to behold. Oh, I know. Again, oh. yes. Pasty old white uggo Trump cultists. Um, but yeah, this is what they had to say. What's really going on um, in uh, Ukraine right now? Well, there's no doubt that George Soros controls a very large part of the career foreign service of the United States State Department. He also controls the activities of FBI agents overseas who work for NGOs, work with NGOs. That was very evident in Ukraine. And uh, Kent was part of that. Uh, he was a very big protector of Soros. Uh, his testimony today showed this kind of uh, stern uh, sort of discomfort with not being included in certain discussions. But the truth is, George Soros had a daily opportunity to tell the State Department through Victoria Newman what to do in Ukraine. And he ran it. Soros ran it. He corrupted FBI officials, oh my he corrupted God. foreign service officers, and the bottom line is this. George Soros wants to run Ukraine, and he's doing oh. everything he can to use every lever of the United States government to make that happen for business interests, not Shut for up. good government business. Yeah, his oh organization God. is not anti-corruption. It's anti-competitor. Mm -hmm. It goes after people who compete with George Soros in yeah. the name of anti-corruption. Shut up! Oh my God, I don't care. Yeah. Well, at least they gave us a lot of evidence, right? They they had oh, a lot of they sure. had the receipts there, right? They had well, they had some words and no, the receipts. I mean, they had evidence. They well, had, like some testimony, say. and they had well, uh, videotape of Soros <laughs> in Ukraine, right? Here's 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 the thing, Joe, no? and I find this interesting. In that is that. I don't know what time this aired, but I do know that Ambassador Ivanovich said early on in her testimony today that the reason why they were really trying to work to, you know, root out um, obstruction and and promote democracy, she actually said Ukraine is a really could could be a really good place for American businesses to thrive. Mm-hmm. She, she talked about that a lot today. Now, yeah. I don't know what time this... This was, like, from two days ago. Oh, well, you see, then they were prepared for it, I guess. Because, well, Soros. you know, Ambassador Taylor said this, too, where, you know, they're talking about, you know, propping up democracy and, and making Ukraine more business-friendly towards mm -hmm. American companies. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it was today or the other day, but the fact that they're doing this, they're setting up... They literally are setting up a Soros conspiracy theory. Well, and in that they're working with Steve King too. I would I would venture to say that they're they're working with Steve King because Steve King uh, tweeted out pictures of George Soros' son, what Alexander Soros, um, mm -hmm. and accused him Alexander Soros of being the whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, he's he's no. Did you he's, see that, Joe? I did. I saw the picture and I saw their attempt. And um, they also did out the real whistle. Well, I don't know if he's the real one, but they're trying to. They're trying to. Yeah. And um, but uh, yeah, with Soros, you know, between him and Saul Alinsky, <laughs> um, they're they're really uh, the ghost of Saul Alinsky, I should say. Oh yeah. Um, they've been all over Europe trying to, uh, you know take over you know put socialism 
communism. Oh gosh, so pedophilia, much. all that. Uh, necrophobia, necro. <laughs> oh jeez, yuck! Fear of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I didn't mean necrophobia. I mean, necro- necro- Fear of the dead. Fear yeah, of the dead, starring George, <laughs> George Soros and the ghost of Solomonsky. Boogity boogity. Ultimately, just anti-Semitic dog whistles. Well. I mean, why Absolutely. are they bringing up Soros? What? They need a boogeyman. They oh, need a oh, boogeyman. Uh, two it's words. A... Two words, Rain. Rich Jew. Yeah, anti-Semitism. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He, he's a perfect foil. So. Perfect, perfect foil. Well. Um, As is Saul Alinsky, yeah. for that matter. Well, let, let's because see what. Because he wrote a book yeah. with radicals in it. Sure, oh. sure. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, so we. we um, Oh, here, here, here's one. Uh, James Rosen, a Sinclair News uh, uh, reporter. Uh, he, he, oh, that's uh, an uprighter news organization. I know yeah, that. yeah. Well, Nancy Pelosi, uh, oh, yeah. she, she, she just kind of slapped him down. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, but here you go. Legal rights of a whistleblower uh, should prevail in this political setting over those of President Trump, who should ordinarily enjoy a right to confront his accuser. Well, let me just say this. I'll say to you, Mr. Republican Talking Points, what I said to the President of the United States. When you talk about the whistleblower, you're coming into my wheelhouse. I have more experience and intelligence than anybody in the Congress. Anybody's ever served. 25 years on the committee as top Democrat, ex-officio, a speaker, and leader. I was there when we wrote the whistleblower law. The whistleblower is there to speak truth to power and have protection for doing that and any any retribution or harm coming to a whistleblower undermines our ability to hear truth about power so i will defend the rights of the whistleblower vehemently but why should they prevail over the president well the president can come and if he has a case to make does he want to come speak does he want to (laughs) present in writing or speak to the the committee about his uh, exculpatory for him he has that right to do but nobody (laughs) nobody president president is not above the law president will be held accountable and nobody should have the right uh, uh, to endanger whistleblowers. And that is the system that I will defend. And the American people, the American people understand that. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Uh, And sorry about all the noise in that audio clip. Apparently there were 20 people trying to solve Rubik's Cubes around her when she was talking to her. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? I like when she said uh, anything that's exculpatory, uh, Mr. President, that's that means anything that could prove your innocence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right at the camera. (laughs) Directly to the camera. It was like she leapt out and into Donald Trump's head. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, but I, yeah, I love that she I, called I, I, a reporter Mr. Republican Talking Point. Oh, I'm, yeah. I hope I'm half as sharp as her when I'm 78. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. Really, though. Half. Damn. Just half. I just want Thank half. you, Madam Acting President. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. 
Uh, You should see the the Fox News. Could you see Fox News explode when she's sworn in? I, you know, I, I think I, I, I probably didn't, because I was just like making fun of people over in the hive of scum and villainy. Whatever fine, the more wretched hive. Because when when something big like that happens, I sharpen up my stick and my cage rattling devices, and, uh, <laughs> and I go over to the hive of scum and villainy, and and there are certain people that I know will show up that I like to go. <laughs> no, I meant when she's sworn in as president. Oh, when she's sworn in as president. Oh, I thought you were saying when she became when she became speaker again. Never mind. Oh no, there. So that there, there might be mass suicides over there. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know. Brett Bear and and Chris Wallace might be Brett like, Bear. well, you all can die. You all can die, but yeah. we are going to remain standing because Brett Bear actually didn't defend the president today. No, I got that audio. I have audio from Brett Baer from today and from Chris, Chris Wallace on Wednesday. Not what he said today, but about Taylor and Kent. Uh, so, yeah, oh. there. And, and I got some stuff from... Uh, uh, well, let me see. I think I have time for this. Um, uh, a clip from Napolitano. Yeah, let's let's play this clip because this is... Uh, um, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the, the Ukraine call was a crime and what does the GOP want to do they want they just want to undermine the witnesses the Democrats make two legal arguments one is soliciting campaign aid so if this were not Joe Biden some unknown person presumably it wouldn't have been campaign aid so there would be no uh, criminal violation by the president but the failure to perform an affirmative duty releasing money that Congress ordered released until a favor is received whether the favor comes or not is bribery so that's their second argument it wouldn't matter if it was joe biden or joe blow so as things stand out republicans have said even if there is that proverbial quid pro quo that we've talked about way too much uh it's not impeachable you say it, it very much is impeachable well an impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the house of representatives thinks it is that's president gerald r ford a republican uh, i think that the argument that asking for a favor and uh, in return for doing a, a legal obligation releasing the funds is pretty clearly a violation of the criminal bribery laws republicans may not want to acknowledge that which is why they'd rather undermine the witnesses than address the merits mm-hmm. bingo they want to ignore laws and we yeah. saw that on wednesday and we saw that today they mm-hmm. are literally ignoring Laws. Well, it was just a it, today. You know, should have just been handled with the HR department. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh Nunez. And we're talking about the man who is suing a cow. Yes, the man who is suing a cow because feelings um, decided today. Yeah, he said basically. I, I wish I had that feelings. audio, but but he said he's got hurt, he's got hurt feelings. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's you know, Devin Devin hurt feelings. Uh, Nunez. Uh, let me see. Where's that? I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. Oh, I got hurt feelings. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, but Nunez basically said that. Uh, um, Marie Ivanovich, all of her grievances about the Trump smear no. campaign and firing, well, not her yes. grievances, not her grievances, the, uh, but 
she shouldn't have been called as a witness to talk about, yes. you know, the smear campaign against her. It should have just gone to HR and she should have filed a complaint. Yeah, he literally said, I think it was after the first break, he literally said, you shouldn't be here. You should have taken it to the House Committee on, you know, grievances. I, I don't remember the exact, but it was basically. He said it's a, it's a, human, he's, he mentioned he, human resources, I think. I think he I literally did, I, said this should have been handled by human resources. Yeah, which was, well, I would say it was the dumbest thing, but it really wasn't no. the dumbest thing that he oh said my today. God. Oh but he my basically God. said you should have taken it up with yeah. another committee. Even yeah. though she came to this hearing under subpoena for a totally different situation. See, here's the thing. Here's the Make thing it quick because we got to go. When Nunes, when Nunes said that, he was basically saying, "If you had an issue, you should have taken it up with HR." And we're making a joke about that. But the thing is, is that she was subpoenaed for a completely different situation, and it was then, and it was because of that completely different situation that we learned that she was actually the victim of what Trump and the three amigos yeah. and Rudy Giuliani were doing. She yeah. was the victim. Exactly. So, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and go to the break. When we come back, we're going to start diving into impeachment audio, uh, impeachment hearing audio. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Oh, if only you podcast listeners could see the filth that's going on in our chat room right now. Uh, but yeah, be sure to swing by if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, of course, our show's on uh, every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And, of course, uh, welcome back to Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello there, sir. Just wondering about that ass tattoo. Oh, well. boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, yes. it's what comes out of that mouth all the time, I'll tell you Oh, that. it sure is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reserve my comments. Um, yeah, uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp, and uh, thank you for that lovely illustration of Roger Stone's lower tattoo. Sorry. His his stupid Nixon uh, below regular Nixon tattoo. I- 
it, it, it is vulgar, but it is apt. It's, uh, it, it's, it's very apt. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. Um, it, it, yeah, and uh, my God. Uh, oh, real quick programming note. Uh, Gods and Monsters is back. So uh, I'm still working on the playlist. So there's a lot of bands that start with A, B, and C. But there are other bands I'm just going alphabetically through. Uh, and, and, but uh, it's not just, I'm putting things in alphabetically. There are a lot of bands with other letter names, but I'm going through and I'm adding a lot of things that are alphabetical after I go, uh, I, I did all my favorite bands and now I'm going back and I'm, you know, there's bands that I had that only have like one album and stuff like that. Or, you know, I've forgotten about cause I have thousands and thousands and thousands of albums uh that i'm i'm culling together and i have to be careful about how much space i'm taking up so and i think i probably went a little too hog wild on the abc bands already um but uh the mix was good today though it sounded great uh little nice variety i'm cutting out some i'm cutting out the more some more popular stuff i probably won't be playing i, I won't be putting in like like metallica and guns and roses and stuff like that um so but anyway welcome back and of course uh uh we um yeah this is day five of uh having tennessee in the house and uh it's going it's a lot better but it's still there's still tensions there's still tensions i think it's really funny because i think he's just kind of like he'll like walk right up to the other cats now and just do nothing and the other cats will be like, oh, we're tough, we're tough, we're tough, we're tough. And they don't do anything. And he's just like, okay, I like watching the weird stuff you do, but I know you're not going to hurt me. <laughs> so oh, they're just like, we're, look how slow we're walking near you. Look at us. We're slow and we're going to go ah, 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 sometimes. <laughs> you know, like they all have their dumb different noises. They hiss and they, they grunt and moan. And I like when they talk to birds. Cats oh yeah, the birds. Your doctor do kind of did that to him today. That that chattery little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, Mark Levin. Ack, 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 ack. Yeah, I think it goes like this. Uh, <laughs> That. That's almost it exactly. Yeah, that's what cats do when they see that's birds outside. It's almost perfect. <laughs> it really is. It is. That's uh, really close. Anyway, we have too much fun here. All right, it's 7.41 already, and we haven't played any of the audio from uh, the first day of the impeachment uh, hearings. All right, I want to start playing some of uh, William Taylor. William Taylor uh, was, uh, uh, what's the uh, military academy? Um, West Point. Graduated West in the Point? top top 1% of his, his class. And volunteered mm -hmm. to be uh, an infantryman, I believe, in Vietnam. Yes. He could have done anything. And, yes, in the 101st Airborne. Yeah. Which uh, is badass. Totally badass. And, you know, uh, you know, this is, this is, and, and he's, 
He is under massive attack by um, by the Trump cult. But we'll get to that. But General I want to play. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, Cadet Bone Spurs. Um, and uh, but th this is part of William Taylor's opening statement. I, I we'll just kind of start at the beginning. On the evening of September first, I received a readout of the Pence-Zelensky meeting over the phone from Mr. Morrison, during which he told me that President Zelensky had opened the meeting by immediately asking Vice President about the security cooperation. The Vice President did not respond substantially, but said that he would talk to President Trump that night. The Vice President did say that President Trump wanted the Europeans to do more to support Ukraine and that he wanted the Ukrainians to do more to fight corruption. Oh. During the same phone call with Mr. Morrison, he described a conversation Ambassador Sondland had with Mr. Yermak in Warsaw. Ambassador Sondland told Mr. Yermak that the security assistance money would not come until President Zelensky committed to pursue the Burisma investigation. I was alarmed by what Mr. Morrison told me about the Sondland-Yermak conversation. I understand that Mr. Morrison testified at his de de deposition that Ambassador Sondland proposed it might be sufficient for the Ukrainian prosecutor general to commit to pursue the investigations as opposed to President Zelensky. But this was the first time that I had heard that the security assistance, not just the White House meeting, was conditioned on the investigations. Very concerned, on that same day, September 1st, I sent Ambassador Sondland a text message asking if we are now saying that the security assistance and a White House meeting are conditioned on investigations. Ambassador Sondland responded asking me to call him, which I did. During that phone call, Ambassador Sondland told me that President Trump had told him that he wants President Zelensky to state publicly that Ukraine will investigate Burisma and alleged Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election. Ambassador Sondland also told me that he now recognized that he had made a mistake by earlier telling Ukrainian officials that only a White House meeting with President Zelensky was dependent on a public announcement of the investigations. In fact, Ambassador Sondland said, everything was dependent on such an announcement, including security assistance. He said that President Trump wanted President Zelensky in a public box by making a public statement about ordering such investigations. How about that shit? Man, we got, we got Pence in there, too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what you know, he wanted a public announcement to go after mm -hmm. Biden, to go after Hunter Biden and slash Joe Biden and perpetuate the conspiracy theory that somehow the server was still in Ukraine, the 4chan right. conspiracy theory. And Mike Pence was involved in this. And this is, this is insane. This is, this well, wasn't even, even under questioning. This is his opening statement. This is so damning. In that opening statement, if I recall correctly, please forgive me if I don't, but he also, he, he sent uh, the Secretary of State a letter or an email or whatever mm -hmm. saying that withholding this military aid wouldn't he he couldn't de, you know he couldn't defend it yeah and the state department is holding the text of that letter that cable yeah yeah 
They're not well, releasing it. <clears throat> I have that should be in the next clip. I have three more clips of this. So okay, of, of his opening statement. That's okay. Um, but uh, I mean, this is you know, and I know it kind of started abruptly there because I cut off some of the beginning of very beginning of the opening statement. But so much has happened in the past yeah. three days. It's freaking <clears throat> stunning. But I mean, just the information that he's volunteering here in the first in, in like with it, what I have is about. I think seven minutes of his opening statement broken down into four clips, 10 minutes maybe. And, and again, it's just, it's horrific. The, the, the amount of information he has that basically just says, yeah, the Trump administration's corrupt as fuck. Mm. Mm. I mean, and, and there's so much more. There's so, I mean, I have so much audio. It's hard to even know where to start, you know, and end. It, it, it's amazing to me because, honestly, I, we talked about this in the show chat. We talked about this before the show. There is so much fucking audio. Yeah. And if I don't get a chance to say this before the end of the night, between Wednesday and today, I am absolutely jaw-dropped and agog at the things that we have learned in that these was, yeah. two testimonies because... You, you all who listen to the show know that Joe, me, and Ken, and Bob, we follow this stuff. We follow this stuff like, I don't know, like a dog following something stinky on the ground. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And That's a I good have, way to put it. I have learned so much. Like, there have been so many dots connected that it, it, it's amazing to me. Like, there are things you kind of assumed, but... Between between uh, what is it uh, Taylor Yovanovitch and and what Grant? Mm-hmm. There are so many dots that have been put Kent. together that I can't. I'm sorry, that it's it's almost impossible to put it together in just one show. Yeah, we're we're on this like Donald Trump looking for the uh, the piece of KFC he lost in his comforter. Well, that's <laughs> probably probably underneath. Well, I was going to say it's underneath. Roger Stone's boob. It could, or it oh. just could be under, you know, uh, Fat Donnie's belt line, you know. But yeah, it, it's there. just it, when I hear that it wasn't exciting, or there wasn't enough pizzazz. Oh, I, it, it irritates me. Yeah, there were a couple. Because, what was there was an NBC and a Reuters reporter yeah. who said something like that. And it's like, oh, go f- take a flying leap. You know, you want? You know, yeah. Go pizzazz. go see Cirque du Soleil if you want pizzazz, you moron. It did. It's Jeez. just I I'm agog. I want and substance. So I know we have to get we have to get to more of the audio, but yeah. I did want to just put that yeah. out there that I'm uh, just stunned. Yeah, Joe, stunned. what were you gonna say? No, I just gonna just an, another thing about the press. And I keep hearing this at, at, at the end of every day. Uh, at the they say, but I don't see that the Democrats are changing anybody's minds. Oh my what god! What the fuck? Yeah, you know, like that's not the point. I don't expect the zombie party, okay, to change any mind, to change their minds. They're going to stick with him no matter what. Don't you get that this this is about exposing the criminal in the White House? Yeah, it's about getting to the that's truth. That's what this is about: getting to the truth and putting it out for the public. Yeah, forget about changing minds. Oh, yeah. when you're talking about changing. They're talking about changing Republicans' minds. No, because those knuckleheads are never going to change. I I will say this. I have I have certain hey. members in my personal circle who are not political, mm-hmm. who 
they don't they don't have to change their minds they don't they're watching this yeah they're watching this well let's get to the let's you know you know you know what i'm talking about ken they're watching this they're not in any camp yeah let's get they don't like what they're seeing yeah, let's get to this next clip because this one's kind of long. In the same September 1st call, I told Ambassador Sondland that President Trump should have more respect for another head of state and that what he described was not in the interest of either President Trump or President Zelensky. At that point, I asked Ambassador Sondland to push back on President Trump's demand. Ambassador Sondland pledged to try. I suggested the possibility that Ukrainian prosecutor general rather than President Zelensky would make a statement about the investigations, potentially in coordination with Attorney General Barr's probe into the investigation of interference in the 2016 elections. The next day, September 2nd, Mr. Morrison called to inform me that Mr. Daniluk had asked him to come to his hotel in Warsaw. Mr. Daniluk expressed President Zelensky's concern about the possible loss of U.S. support for Ukraine. In particular, Mr. Morrison relayed to me that the inability of any U.S. officials to respond to the Ukrainians' explicit questions about security assistance was troubling them. I was experiencing the same tension in my dealings with the Ukrainians, including a meeting I had had with the defense minister that day. On September 5th, I accompanied Senators Johnson and Murphy during their visit to Kyiv. When we met with President Zelensky, his first question to the senators was about the withheld security assistance. My recollection of the meeting is that both senators stressed that bipartisan support for Ukraine in Washington was Ukraine's most important strategic asset, and that President Zelensky should not jeopardize that bipartisan support by getting drawn in to U.S. domestic politics. I had been making and continue to make this point to all of my official Ukrainian contacts. But the odd push to make President Zelensky publicly commit to investigations of Burisma and alleged interference in the 2016 election showed how the official foreign policy of the United States was undercut by the irregular efforts led by Mr. Giuliani. Two days later, September 7th, I had a conversation with Mr. Morrison in which he described a phone conversation earlier that day between Ambassador Sondland and President Trump. Mr. Morrison said that he had a sinking feeling after learning about this conversation from Ambassador Sondland. According to Mr. Morrison, President Trump told Ambassador Sondland he was not asking for a quid pro quo. But President Trump did insist that President Zelensky go to a microphone and say he is opening investigations of Biden and 2016 election interference, and that President Zelensky should want to do this himself. Mr. Morrison said that he told Ambassador Bolton and the NSC lawyers of this phone call between President Trump and Ambassador Sondland. The following day on September 8th, Ambassador Sondland and I spoke on the phone. He confirmed that he had talked to President Trump, as I had suggested a week earlier, but that President Trump was adamant that President Zelensky himself had to clear things up and do it in public. President Trump said it was not a quid pro quo. I believe this was the same conversation between Ambassador Sondland and President Trump that Mr. Morrison had described to me on September 7th. All right, so where the hell are you, John Bolton? Uh, Why aren't you testifying? 
Yeah, he's, 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 me off. he's a big, uh, you know, old big man goes out and gives a speech or something like that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, talks shit about Trump on social media or whatever, or on a on some, you know, on a um, cable news or something. But no, no, he can't. He can't go testify. It was at a paid. Oh, paid. Paid. He paid for the speech. Speaking engagement. Great. Yes. So I guess what Congress has to pay him to testify. I well, that's the free market well, Republican that he is. I yeah, I agree with you and Joe. Where the fuck is he? Why isn't he show up? Coward. You know, okay, okay, we have disagree disagreements with Mister uh, Bolton. Uh, Bolton um, on policy, obviously. Okay. Going back to the mid two thousands, sure. But he's supposed to be a patriot, no matter what. He's not. I mean, no. Yeah, this is what I mean. I mean, I mean, he, no matter what you you feel about his worldview, okay. Uh, he presents himself as well. His worldview is patriotic. Mm. Well, then, then let's put it all aside. Let's put our policy differences aside, our foreign policy differences aside, and say. This is above. This is above policy disagreements. He does this not about, need a subpoena. This he is no longer basic. works for the administration. He, not, he, he can yeah. come on his own. But this you know is what, civics. Here's, here's the other thing. If they gave him, he could also accept a friendly subpoena if he wants the cover, and they'd be glad to give it to him. Yes. But he said, "No, give me the subpoena, and then I'll go to court." I don't understand that at all. I it's do. The same it's with that other fellow, Copper, just, Copperfield. Copperman, yeah, that's his, his aide. Uh, it's a delay tactic because, yeah, you're going to go to court and you're going to ask a court to, to, to tell you wh- who you should listen to, and the court's going to say the subpoena, and then you're going to say, well, then I'm going to appeal that, and then it's going to go to appeals court, and they're going to tell you you should follow the subpoena, and then you say, well, now we'll go to the Supreme Court, and that'll be like it's, next October. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be next October, and all of that. And I'm not defending him, but all of that from, you know, a, uh, just a political strategy or uh-huh. just a strategy would have would have made sense, except that we found out that John Bolton has a book deal. Oh, right. of course. Of course. Speaking so of book now, deals. None of that makes sense. Speaking of book deals, what a great week for Don Jr.'s book to come out, huh? Oh. So I, I know it debuted at number one uh, in the New York Times, but... There were a whole mm. bunch of buyouts by the RNC and a bunch of other groups. So yeah, oh, yeah, it that had works. that little like little cross on on the New York Times list, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which says bulk buys. Bulk buys. Um, all right, let's get to the the next clip. We should have just enough time to play this one and have a little bit of commentary. But uh, this is William also, Taylor, John Bolton, William Taylor, um, uh, talking about Sondland and Volker's uh, insane and stupid excuses for Trump in this whole quid pro quo, uh, you know, criminal case. Ambassador Sondland also said that he had talked to President Zelensky and Mr. Yermak and had told them that although this was not a quid pro quo, if President Zelensky did not clear things up in public, we would be at a stalemate. I understood a stalemate to mean that Ukraine would not receive the much needed military assistance. Ambassador Sondland said that this conversation concluded with President Zelensky agreeing to make a public statement in an interview on CNN. 
Shortly after that call with Ambassador Sondland, I expressed my strong reservations in a text message to Ambassador Sondland, stating that my nightmare is that they, the Ukrainians, give the interview and don't get the security assistance. The Russians love it, and I quit. And I was serious. The next day, September 9th, I said to Ambassador Sondland Volker that the message to the Ukrainians and the Russians we send with the decision on security assistance is key. With the hold, we have already shaken their faith in us. I also said, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with the political campaign. Ambassador Sondland responded about five hours later that I was incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. During our oh, meeting, shit. during our call on September 8th, Ambassador Sondland tried to explain to me that President Trump is a businessman. When a businessman yeah. is about to sign a check to someone who owes him something, the businessman asks that person to pay up before signing the check. Ambassador Volker used the same language several days later while we were together at the Yalta European Strategy Conference. I argued to both that the explanation made no sense. The Ukrainians did not owe President Trump anything. And holding up security assistance for domestic political gain was crazy, as I had said in my text message to Ambassador Sondland and Volker on September 9th. Just a businessman. There's no quid pro quo. I hate these people. Um, yeah. That's crazy. There's so much craziness with this. I know we probably don't have to get into, you know, we don't have time to get into the fact that Sondland is a businessman too. Yep. And Never. and but he yeah. bought his he bought his uh his position. Yes, he did. Oh, he's just a businessman. For a million dollars. Million dollars. He, he wants, you know, he just wants to see, you know. How do you put well, it? He just he wants, before he signs the check, he wants to see the money or something along those lines. Yeah, I don't even remember. It's That's all, bribery. It's That's extortion. Exactly. Exactly. But no, and, and it's not It's not when you're a businessman. Well, <laughs> I'm maybe just kidding. it's not, which is, which is I, another discussion over the problem that we have with, you know, these rich people in this country. Yeah. But it's a real problem because, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the show, people died because this money was withheld. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So They're uh, dead. Nobody died in Watergate. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, Joe, give us your last thoughts before we get a break. Uh, let's go to break, and uh, I'll give it to you on the other end. Okay. Oh. oh, uh, oh. <laughs> that's what Roger Stone's cellmate said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass out lipstick to everybody. Get that lipstick out. All right. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night, the wildly inappropriate Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I can handle things, I'm smart, not like everybody says. 
Like dumb, I'm smart and I want the specs. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! What's going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. The Democrats want to take away your guns. They want to take away your health care. They want to take away your rocket man. They want to take away your tip top. They want to take away your best words. They want to take away your vote. They want to take away your oranges. They want to take away your space force. They want to take away your infantry bin. They want to take away your freedom. They want to take away your McConkey. They want to take away your judges. Took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. They want to take away your chocolate cake. They want to take away your Trump steaks. They want to take away everything. We can never let this happen. We're fighting to drain the swamp, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And you see why we have to do it. I'm not a baby. Because our country is at stake. When it comes to great stakes, I've just raised the stakes. The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores with fantastic products of all kinds. That's why I'm thrilled they agree with me. Trump steaks are the world's greatest steaks, and I mean that in every sense of the word. And the Sharper Image is the only store where you can buy them like never before. It's all very simple. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for great steaks and chocolate cake, and I'll never let that happen. The best. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I had to play it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome back is, to the weekend edition. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, and of course, Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, Steamtown. Welcome back. You won't believe this, but I'm I'm, I'm reading this. Uh, the guy that's uh, testifying now, his opening statement. Oh. And, yeah. and part yeah. in the middle of the the opening statement says, "Our work in Ukraine focused on three pillars." <laughs> So, tree, yeah, oh, yeah, like the yeah. best. The best has so three pillars. Yep. Very nice. <laughs> That's what he and, uh, and, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. I just want everybody to know that tonight Nancy Pelosi came out and said that Trump insults officials because of his own insecurity as an imposter. Oh, wow. Nice. And uh, I got that. That headlines from Mediate. If you want to check it out, but boom, cool. boom, yeah, nice, nice. boom. Uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, Bobber. Hello, Bob. Der Braumeister. Welcome, sir. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Welcome back. Um, uh, good to have you. And uh, yeah, so Bobber, what do you think about that? Uh, the Democrats are going to take away your infantry. 
Well, you know, if, if I'd known I had an infant trooping, you know, I'd be concerned. <laughs> you don't have an infant trooping? Uh, I, I, I was looking for my infant trooping, and uh, it, it might have been hiding under my my hamburgers. I don't do you know. A, do you have a McClunky? <laughs> do you have a McClunky? Um, I do not have a McClunky either. That's a big controversy you know, I, with Disney Plus, McClunky, if anybody doesn't know. Uh, I look, already, at, I look up McClunky. mind bobber, my Kofevi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kofefe. Kofefe always follows it up. You say Kofefe, I say Kofefe, let's call the whole thing off. Yeah, let's yep. do it. All right. So, uh, one thing we're not calling off is impeachment hearing audio. Um, and I think that's all I'm going to play from um, the William Taylor op- opening statement. Um, because I want to get into some of the, the, the back and forth. From you know different participants, uh, mostly Democrats, because the Republicans, it was just like, so Hunter Biden, isn't he dreamy? Uh, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, you know, seriously, guys, um, just you know, go make out with Roger Stone. Just take your lipstick. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, 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 let, let's see. Um, where do we start? There's so much, and I'm trying to trying to make sense of what I have here because it's just alphabetical. Here we go. This is um, GOP counsel Steve Castor Oil, uh, who, who should should take the oil named after him because he, he seems rather full of shit, and it, it would uh, help alleviate that problem. Well, the GOP counsel, Steve Castor, um, horrible, horrible lawyer. This guy, what, what, what do they call him, Rain? The, the, the GOP used to call him, the, he was going to, he's the lawyer that was going to get Obama. Yes, he was, yes, yeah. According to Heavy.com, he was did the he, guy who was going to get Obama. Did he done he get God? He was the Benghazi God? lawyer. <laughs> he was... Oh, the he didn't done get he was, he was it, it, here's the thing, and he this is the lawyer he works on Jim Jordan's he works for Jim Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the Benghazi lawyer. Paul He also, you know, he, it was his plaster cast of his face that they <laughs> used for the Joker movie. Oh, was it? Was it? You know, I yeah, always yeah. wondered I always wondered what the the uh um the love child of David Schwimmer and Corey Corey Lewandowski would look like yeah. and now we know. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, you know. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> with maybe with a dash of Stephen Miller thrown in. Uh <laughs> <Wonder> no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he literally was the guy who, who sent all the talking points for Benghazi. Why the long face? Um, so, <laughs> so anyway. That's I ask my colleagues every night. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so here we go. St- uh, Steve Castor. Uh, Joe. Took me a minute. That was yeah. funny. And this is about the irregular channel. And th- this defense. Uh, oh, my God. This is this. The defense of the irregular channel and 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 uh, William Taylor's responses to it—it's oh, un- unbelievable. Now, um, Ambassador Taylor, I want to turn to the uh, discussion of the irregular channel you, you described. Um, and, and in fairness, this this irregular channel of diplomacy. 
Um, it's not as outlandish as... Why would you use that word? It could be. Is that what? correct? It, it's not as outlandish as it could be. Yeah, I, I agree, Mr. Uh, okay, we have Ambassador Volker, who's a former <laughs> Senate... Okay, so I'm just going to... Why would you... It, it wasn't as outlandish. Why would you use the word outlandish? I mean, I, I, you know, in Taylor laughs, he's like, yeah, okay, it's not as outlandish, as, outlandish yeah. as it could be. They could have been, you know, dressed as well, furries and every time they met had a pudding fight. You know, I, I mean... <laughs> yes, yes, they yes. Could have, They could have rhymed. That. They could have rhymed every time they spoke with one another. You know, they only speak to each other and rhyming, uh, you know... Uh, or, or or saying hymnals to one another while hanging upside down. It wasn't wasn't like that outlandish. They weren't, yeah, you know. Said, or they or, or uh, Rudy could have done a dressed in drag. Sure, he didn't that motor. Yeah, outlandish. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they did uh, motorboating and Morse code on on Rudy. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, you know. It, yes, it could have been much more outlandish, but seriously, cast or went there. That question. That was I something I, that when he asked that, I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "It's a leading question." Is that he no working ever? No, well, you know where he got is he right working you know where for the Dems with that one? What? Do you know where he got his law, his law degree? You know where he got it? Yeah. University of Phoenix. Trump University. Oh, Trump University. Go pricks. Actually. There you go. <laughs> he actually got his law degree at G George Washington University. All right. Well, that's a shame. Sorry to anyway. believe the joke, Joe, but that to me that actually just makes it even more freaking stunning because well, that was a really dumb question. It was. It was. And uh, you know, again, was he working for the Dems when he asked it that way? That's you know, especially, uh, especially since that they that defense was tried before yeah. in the Manson trial. Oh they my. Said, God. Huh, he could have killed a lot more people. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, continuing. Me away is that no lawyer, uh, yeah. no defense lawyer. It, it, the way I've always understood this, you don't ask a question unless you know the answer answer ahead of time. Yeah. All right. And well, let's let's continue because this clip. Yeah. This clip. So I, I got a question. Yeah, I got another yeah, minute sorry. minute on this. Confirmed clip. Uh, ambassador to NATO, longtime State Department diplomat, and, and you've known Ambassador Volker for years, correct? That's correct. A man of of unquestioned integrity, correct? That's correct. And uh, somebody with incredible knowledge of the region. With very good knowledge of the region. Yes, and the best interests of the United States. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. And the best interests of Ukraine. His first priority is clearly the United States. Okay. Uh, and to the extent that uh, Ukraine has an implication uh, for that, yes. Okay. Ukraine as well. And the second member of the regular channel is Ambassador uh, Sondland, uh, who is Senate confirmed, Ambassador to the EU. Um, so his involvement here, while um, you know not necessarily part of his official duties as the ambassador to the EU, is certainly is not outlandish for him to be interested and engaged um, pursuant to the president or Secretary Pompeo's direction. Correct. It's a little unusual for the U.S. ambassador to the EU to play a role uh, in Ukraine policy. Okay. And you know, it might be irregular, but it's certainly not outlandish. Oh God! He, he just he, the if you heard there, he, he, yes. Taylor Taylor like grinned 
was going to turn his mic on and say something and then just turned his mic off. That's what you heard there at the end. You heard his lips open a little and he was like, yeah, I um, I, I'm just not going <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to. The visual on that was breathtaking oh yeah we can't get to the visual on that but you know he asked that same question of ambassador ivanovich today again oh my i missed that he could have killed you he could have shot you in the face right she basically said that you know she basically said that yeah he could have something to do with ukraine but it's not his purview it is mine or ambassador taylor's purview so i it, it's really interesting to me that he asked that question on Wednesday of Taylor and today of Yovanovitch. It also was interesting, the line of questioning that they used as far as, well, you weren't hurt in any way. I mean, you, you weren't demoted. You're getting the same benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have this cushy job. You have this cushy professor. Well, yeah, job. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. I think I have a little bit of audio that, that touches on that. Let's not jump ahead to today. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, good, good that you brought that up though. Um, let's, uh, Bobber, anything you want to add, uh, to, to the, it wasn't that outlandish, was it? <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face was priceless. It's one of those things where, I mean, it sounds funny, but if you, if you watch the video oh, and yeah. see the look on Taylor's face, he just has this look like this incredulous look like you really want me to go there. And then mm-hmm. you know, thought better of it. Yeah, which is exactly. why he's a diplomat. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, all right. So uh, here is uh, the the clip following that. More Steve Castor questioning um, uh, William Taylor. Well, you know, why didn't you just wrest control of this the irregular channel? Or did you ever try to wrest control of the irregular channel? I, I didn't try to wrest control of the irregular channel. Uh, do that um, at the time when I. Well, fr- why not? Why not though? If you uh, if you because concerned. because Ms. Castor, uh, at the time, as as uh, Ambassador Kent, no, Deputy Assistant Secretary Kent um, uh, testified, both channels, both of those, both channels were interested in having a meeting mm-hmm. between President Zelensky and President Trump. So we're there's no reason to kind of wrest control uh, if okay. we're going in the same direction. But at some point, you you develop concerns. I mean, your opening statement is is, is here. I mean, you're the impeachment uh, witness number one, and you're number two, Mr. Kent. You know, for the, for the case impeaching the president of the United States because of the concerns you've testified about the irregular channel, correct? I was concerned when the irregular channel appeared to be going against the overall, the irregular channel was going against the overall direction of and purpose of the regular channel. So and as yes. I understand the record, however, oh. you, you, when you arrived in Ukraine, you had the support of the secretary and the secretary's uh, top advisor, Counselor uh, Ulrich Brechtbuehl, correct? That is correct. And they, they, they assured you that if you had any concerns, you would be able to contact them and they would have your back. That is, that is correct. And, and you knew going in that the, the Rudy Giuliani element presented some complexities, correct? I was concerned about Rudy Giuliani's uh, statements 
um, and involvement in the Ukraine policy. Yes. Yeah. And why wouldn't you be? <laughs> I mean, this is, oh, oh my God. It should it, be noted. Yeah. It should be noted again that Ambassador Taylor succeeded Ambassador Yanovich. Yeah. And yeah, and <clears throat> which is why he can't be called an ambassador. Yeah, he's le charge de Frenchy. Yeah, <laughs> charge de fair. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. He's he's not. Yeah, and, he's. You're right, Joe. And you know, if you listen carefully to that clip, he called Ambassador Kent number two. Yes. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I would have been insulted. I just think it's really important to make note of what I, I found it. I, I, I felt it when I heard it, and I feel it again today, that he, when he said both channels were interested in having a meeting between Trump and Zelensky, at that point, both channels, this, this one backwards, this black channel, I, I don't want to call it irregular. I don't want to call it the alt channel. It was, it was something dirty and dark. Um, yeah. But both channels wanted to have a meeting between Trump and Zelensky. And at a certain point, Taylor realized, oh, we have different... different Objectives. Um, ob- yes. And, and I know going back to today, <laughs> Ambassador Yovanovitch knew that there was some dirty shit going on. Ambassador Taylor knew something wasn't right with this. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and, um, let me see. Uh, well, well, here, here's, uh, let's get to a little bit of George Kent. Um, since we got through that, uh, unless Bobber, is there anything you want to add? No, I, I already mentioned. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I, I'm losing track of who said what. So, um, so, uh, George Kent, um, uh, and, uh, uh the house Intel, uh, council, um, Daniel Goldman, who Daniel Goldman's awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. They bust wide open the 4chan uh, crowd strike conspiracy theory that Trump's been trying to push. Um, so here, here, here's that. When he talks about this um, crowd strike and the server, what do you understand this to be a reference to? To be honest, I had not heard of CrowdStrike until I read this transcript on September 25th. Do you now understand what it relates to? I understand it has to do with uh, the uh, story that uh, there's a server with uh, missing emails. Uh, I also understand that one of the owners of, or, or, uh, of CrowdStrike is a Russian-American. I'm not aware of any Ukrainian connection to the company. Now, are you aware that this is all part of a larger allegation that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election? Yes, that is my understanding. And to your knowledge, is there any factual basis to um, support the allegation that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election? To my knowledge, there is no factual basis, no. And in fact, who did interfere in the 2016 election? I think it's amply clear that Russian uh, interference was at the heart of the uh, interference in the 2016 election cycle. Hey, Trump Ooh. cult. Hey, Trump cult. Do, do you hear that? <laughs> Those are your dreams dying a little bit more. You know what? <laughs> Trump cult, you know what you should do? You should go cuddle with QAnon right about now. Oh, and also, by the way, Trump cult... Um, 
when's Hillary getting locked up? I mean, because now, you know, oh, Trump tweeted out today after Stone went to jail. He's like, what about Clint Comey and Clinton and Obama and George Soros and whoever? I don't know. He, he just went down the line of anybody mm. that he doesn't like. Oh, yeah. Strzok, Page, or Strzok, and, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> come on. Yeah, call me. Uh, please. Dick bag. Brennan. Yeah, he's, he's such a. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. One of my favorite photos is a picture of uh, Stone holding up a uh, T-shirt that says uh, Hillary <laughs> for Jail 2016. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. I saw that with that's her. Beautiful. With her laughing. That worked yep. out. That's me. good. That's good. Well, the app- what, I hate, what I hate about when, when Trump posts shit like that is it, it proves once again that he does not believe in our democratic justice system. No, he does not. I mean, he is literally calling for people who he hates to be charged with crimes that he wants them to be charged with. Yeah, and and if you could go to jail for just lying, if 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 you want people to go to jail for lying, Trump, you might want to rethink that strategy, bozo. Yeah, yeah. So how long are you going to get locked up for? Um, So here we go. Uh, This one. This is. Okay, we've seen some examples of Rex Kwando lately. Yes, we had one with Nancy Pelosi earlier tonight. We've had them with with other individuals recently on the show. I mean, some amazing examples. AOC is is a master of uh, Rex Kwando, but we have we have a guy here who is is very proficient, and I had not known this before. And that's Representative Peter Welch. Everyone. Um, now listen to, uh, just, this clip starts with Jim Jordan, jungle Jim Jordan. Everybody knows the, you know, the guy who really likes protecting criminals, especially pedophiles, uh, some say, yes. So, uh, it's a breeze protecting somebody from treason. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so listen to this. This is probably some of the greatest Rex Quando I've ever heard in my life. It is. It is literarily a miracle. I mean, I meant to say literarily. It's a Mr. Show joke. Anyway, there is one witness, one witness that they won't bring in front of us. They won't bring in front of the American people, and that's the guy who started it all, the whistleblower. Nope. Four hundred thirty-five members of Congress. Only one gets to know who that person is. Only one member of Congress has a staff that gets to talk to that person. The rest of us don't. Only Chairman Schiff knows who the whistleblower is. We don't. We will never get the chance. We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. This anonymous so-called whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who is the reason we're all sitting here today, will never get a chance. To question that individual. What? Democrats are trying to impeach the president based on all that. All that? 11 and a half months before an election? We'll not get to check out his credibility, his motivations, his bias. I said this last week, but this is this is a sad day. This is a sad day for this country. You think about what the Democrats have put our nation through for the last three years. Oh, started July of 2016 when they spied on two American citizens associated with the presidential campaign and all that unfolded with the Mueller investigation after that. And when that didn't work, here we are based on this. Based on this is a 
The American people see through all this. They understand the facts support the president. They understand this process is unfair. And they see through the whole darn sham. With that, I yield back. Um, I have one word to say. To wait, that. wait. Uh, thank you. I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the, the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, president Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. Walk away. Break the wrist. Walk away. Literarily a miracle. So, there, I had the clip to back up me saying literarily a miracle. Literarily a miracle. (laughs) And and today, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, the biggest badass in the country, said that Trump, he's more than welcome to come testify. Mm Mm-hmm. I I love it. I think that everybody should run with that. Every Democrat should run with that and say... If you don't like it, there's a seat for you. We'll keep it warm. You know, do you want Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke? You want a bucket of chicken? <laughs> we'll give you a little button you can press to get you sure. a bucket of chicken. Yeah. Okay, gotta... We'll get you, you know, you you want uh, you want some hamburgers? What do you want? We'll, we'll uh, get your fast food. That? Yeah. You fries with that? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be awesome? We'll get the drone to drop it off. <laughs> Let's have a shot. We'll even get you some napkins so you don't have to wipe your hands on your pants. I'm sorry. I said we'll even get you a napkin so you don't have to wipe your hands on your pants. Go ahead. We got to go to break. It comes down to it. I mean, you know, Representative Welch said it, and Nancy Pelosi said it again today. And the, the, the bottom line is that people like Mulvaney and... Well, Mulvaney is the person who comes to the top of my head, but Donald Trump does have the ability to say, go and testify in my defense. Sit them down. Sit them down. Sit them down. (laughs) And he's not not allowing any of them because the only thing I can assume is they've got nothing to defend him on. They don't. And in the meantime, they got these freaking backbenchers like um, Jordan and what what's her name from New York's Scafelli Sniffelli? Oh, she's awful. The, I don't have any audio from her. her. She's I, she's just the mean girl. She's, she's a, a mean butthole. girl to me. I like how everybody in the media was calling her uh, uh, a rising star. Oh yeah. God! Why is everyone with a big mouth on that that side a rising star? She is <laughs> anyway. a rising star. She is the next Sarah Palin. Oh, you betcha. Uh, so anyway, we, we got to go to the break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to, our phone lines aren't still aren't working. Sorry, guys. We're going to have to do lightning round name calling and uh, special bonus right wing name calling, but they're meaner about it. Uh, so, and, uh, we have a special anniversary. Uh, yes, we do. So we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this for the thousand in, is this the thousand and first green news report? I think it is. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thumbs up, everybody! We're It's Thursday, November 14, 2019. We've seen bushfires, but what we're experiencing at the moment, it's like... Something, it's something else, isn't it? Yes, it is. Catastrophic fires hit Australia. 
Arctic blast hits much of the U.S. Plus... There's absolutely no scientific basis for doing this. They didn't even identify what problem they're trying to solve. Trump EPA seeks to limit science used to write public health rules. All of that madness and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and... Snarky comment. Climate crusaders homing in on a new target to save the planet. (laughs) Liberals are coming for your Thanksgiving turkey. We'll tell you about it next. No, no, they're not. But that's what they're telling you on Fox News. Yep, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, over on Fox News, they must really, really not want to talk about impeachment because on every single show over there, they're talking about liberals coming to steal your Thanksgiving turkey. (laughs) And, of course, Fox News is lying. They are outraged about an article on Huffington Post that simply offered ways to reduce your environmental footprint on Thanksgiving. That's all. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you've been warned. So when your crazy uncle comes on over for Thanksgiving, you'll know why he's so mad. Meanwhile, in actual news... Thank you. A blast of Arctic air has brought extreme cold to more than 200 million Americans in the lower 48 states this week breaking century-old records. While it's not unusual to have cold weather in winter, it is unusual for it to hit this early in the season. We're still more than a month away from the official start of winter. So your crazy uncle who watches Fox is going to be mad about the turkeys, and he's going to be saying, what climate change? It's freezing outside. Well, you can also tell him that it's really unusual to break this many extreme cold temperature records all at once. Well, he won't listen. Scientists say that the warming Arctic is changing the jet stream that drives weather systems across the northern hemisphere and this loopier jet stream causes cold arctic air to spill far south like a freezer door left open so a warming planet is causing colder weather good luck selling that to your uncle well hey it's in line with climate scientists predictions of more frequent extreme weather including extreme cold In Australia, hot and dry tinderbox conditions are fueling catastrophic bushfires. This week, officials in Queensland and New South Wales declared critical fire warnings, the highest designation, as more than 100 early season fires raged across eastern Australia amid soaring temperatures and crippling drought. As of airtime, at least four people are confirmed dead, thousands evacuated, hundreds of homes destroyed. Officials said it is unusual for intense bushfires to start so early in the season and so close to populated areas. An Australian government science report last year warned that climate change is making Australia's bushfires worse, but saying so has become a political lightning rod. Conservatives this week criticized environmental groups for mentioning the climate change link, but the mayor of Glen Innes, Carol Sparks, fired back. Her name is Sparks? Yes. She fired back? Yes. It's not a political thing. It's a scientific fact that we are going through climate change and of course it's not relevant at the moment when people's houses are burning but the overall thing is to deny climate change is to me a very ill-informed and uneducated way of looking at things. That's it. She's uninvited for Thanksgiving. It's also unusual to see major wildfires in both hemispheres on the planet simultaneously. Thanks to man-made global warming, Australia's fire season and California's fire seasons have now extended to the point of overlapping. Which is odd because when it's summer there, it's winter here and vice versa. Exactly. 
Meanwhile, here in the United States, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency has proposed a new rule to limit the scientific research the agency is allowed to use to determine public health regulations. The Trump EPA this week proposed to disallow all public health studies in which the full data isn't made public, including confidential patient medical records. It's a change long sought by polluting industries, according to Dr. Andrew Rosenberg of the Union of Concerned Scientists on a recent broadcast, because it would deprive the EPA of the data justifying pollution standards. This isn't about transparency. This is about restricting the ability of the government to do the job that we want them to do. That is to protect public health and safety. And people need to know that. Yeah, they're basically outlawing science. Finally, uh, Brad, you had asked how Swedish teen climate activist Greta Thunberg is going to get back to Europe after the upcoming U.N. climate conference was switched from Chile to Spain. Well, after her whirlwind tour of North America, Thunberg and her father are hitching a ride on a zero-emission sailboat with a young couple and their baby. Very nice. Safe travels, Greta, and thanks for all the hell-raising. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. And our thanks to those of you who helped us out by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate to celebrate GNR's 1,000th episode. This, of course, is 1,001. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the, the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, President Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And Tennessee has come to join me as co-producer on the show tonight. Tennessee, isn't that right, buddy? Oh my God, he walks he he walks with me everywhere I go. Like he, he he's like, and he just stares up at me into my eyes, and I'm like, okay, buddy, you're fun, you're a good boy. We like eye contact, good boy. All right, and of course, welcome back to Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, Joe. I'm a good boy. You're a good boy too. <laughs> I'm a good, I'm a good, I'm a good boy. boy. I'll give you a bowl of kibble. And, uh, and of course, Bobber for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., the Braumeister. Welcome back. Howdy, howdy. Hello. Yes, Tennessee. He's our, uh, he's our new, new kitty. Tennessee, we're going to call him Tennessee McClunky. Star Wars fans will understand the joke. Tennessee McClunky. He's licking his balls. 
Um, it's so weird to see a, it's so weird to see a cat with balls. I haven't seen a cat with balls in a long time, and they're just like they just they just wobble and swing, and you pick them up, and they're like hanging down. It's funny. So uh, balls are funny. Anyway, and uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. The Beltway Bureau, the Bubble Swamp. You ready to uh, do some name calling? I am. All right, here we go. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing. Here. You want to mess around? Greatest source of energy known to womankind. Oh, oh I, I was petting. Uh, All right, Tennessee. let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. So, all right, there you go. Okay, so people in the chat room, um, Tennessee's balls. Yeah, Tennessee McClunky's balls. Tennessee McClunky's balls. Welcome to the chat room. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Adam Hebert, stop looking at his balls. His balls won't quit looking at me. <laughs> we also have Adam Hebert. We have Barbara in DC. We have Psy Guy. We have Francie. Which I guess we'll make we'll talk about well, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll yeah. Um we have Heather, we have Jake Holly, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Senior. Hello, Dad. We have uh, Marnus, also known as what is it? Static City, Electric City, Steam, Electric Steam City, or Steamtown? Oh, Steamtown. Okay. And the Steamtown Mall. That's right. Meow goodness, Michelle in South Florida, President, myself, Sandy and Durwood, Theo, Tim Cormel, and Trojan Rabbit, and. I know that he doesn't listen to the show, but I would like to wish a happy birthday to our friend, Galen Crater. Okay. Shall we uh, uh, unleash a boner upon him? I think he'd like it. All right, Galen Crater, uh, here's your birthday boner. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! And, last but certainly not least, we have a very special anniversary. Rain, would you like the honors? I would like to wish a very happy anniversary, a 31st anniversary, to Francie and Michael. Yay! Yay. Happy anniversary. Yay. We Francie love you Michael. guys. Here's to the next 31. Hey. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary, but be careful you don't spill it. Happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. There you go. Happy anniversary in in uh, many many warm McClunkies. McClunkie. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody here know that? McClunky. Do you know what McClunky no, is? I All don't. Right. It's uh, <laughs> it was added into the Star Wars uh, Who Shot First scene. It was. <gasps> it was. He shot first. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Yes, yes, I saw that. Yeah. Apparently. Is that true? 
apparently George Lucas um, had uh, it had that added into a scene in uh, in the one of the the digital version of Star Wars that Disney Plus ended up with. And they added this new word with no subtitles because Greedo's dialogue was all subtitled except for this one new word. McClunky. Yeah, McClunky. Um, and uh, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but for this Sunday on, uh, and I think Adam will be okay with this, for this Sunday on Mike Check Radio, uh, we've decided to, uh, Adam came with this great idea to Add the word McClunky, McClunky into other classic movie scenes. So, um, so I, I have some previews here that I made um, today. So here, here's a classic one. Uh, everybody remembers this. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell him Silent Green is McClunky. There you go. So <laughs> uh, here's a, here's another here's a more recent one from. Um, Batman v Superman, uh, classic, classic one. Why did you say that name? Find him. Save McClunky. Yeah, so save McClunky. Uh, save Martha. Um, but here's one. It absolute classic. Uh, you know, everybody remembers this great scene. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that? For one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take McClunky. Yeah, they'll never. Take a McClunky. Yeah, and I, I don't. I, sorry, Adam, I don't have yours. McClunky to dumb. was a delicious chocolate treat. Uh, yeah, and and uh, it could be, it could be, but and and if you didn't notice, I uh, that actually made it into the Trump thing, uh, you know, <laughs> because I was like, oh man, I need to put McClunky into the Trump bit, and I did it like right before the show tonight. <laughs> they want to take away your McClunky, <laughs> uh, so it had to, it had to go in. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, um. Uh, let's go ahead and get to, and I'm sorry, the phone lines are still down, so we're going to get to some more audio. Uh, I want to do the Fox News Roundup. Let's start with their version of name-calling. Um, and, uh, here is, uh, where is it? Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is the deep thought uh, in analysis that was going on over at Fox News after, um, Kent and... Um, McClunky, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Kent and, uh, Taylor, uh, testified on Wednesday. Rest of us be better off, in fact, edified, if we could have an honest policy debate. Like a bunch of deep state crybabies, uh, wailing over process. Endless parade of washed up bureaucrats and foreign service officers. They look like people who sat by themselves at recess. And a self-important, uncompelling, well, seemingly more important than they really are bureaucrats. Two individuals who seem to care more about Ukraine first policies than America first policies. Mm -hmm. Anti-psychotic rage Trump hearsay. Uh, these two guys who were testifying, I couldn't tell if they were doing a job 
job interview talking about their great-grandfather and his wife and or they were homeless guys and just like the geniuses who testified today the two homeless guys two guys you never heard of before this guy uh, so the older gentleman I can't forget remember what was his name Taylor, Taylor. Uh, irregular channels got irregular irregular going behind closed back channel a bunch of professional nerds who wear their bow ties and they have their proper diplo speak self-important narcissistic we run the world kind of talking yikes all true too taylor i think should have starred in one of those shampoo commercials from the early 80s you'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends yeah you got it and so on and so on and so on I remember oh. that shampoo. That's how bad it is. The biggest yes. bombshell may have Funny. been how much witness yeah, George Kent looked serve. like Jimmy Olsen from the old Superman movie. Oh, yes. I thought, Who'd though, you think he, he looked? looked a little bit more like Les Nessman, <laughs> a bespectacled Les Nessman. He drank a lot of water, oh, water, oh Lord. I mean, oh. fish are not this hydrated. Oh, look, he, he's always water. taking oh. slow. Look. Throughout the hearing, took slugs from this What is this? this? Is he on the treadmill? Uh, what I is don't this? Know. With a uh, water bottle. Do you guys see that? It, it's amazing. It's like a medical I thought, I thought he had, a, had a, an oxygen chamber. A water silo. suit? Oh. Yeah. Look at those glasses. What oh. is wrong with these people? Okay. So... So here, here's a here's a, here's a strong possibility. Taylor fucking served in Vietnam. Yeah. But no, he's a homeless man, and he's a nerd, and he sat by himself in in high school at lunch. Have you, have yeah. you ever seen a picture of him when he was young? I did. Quite yeah. handsome. He was uh, handsome, and he looked badass. And he he still lo- he's aged very well. Yes. You know, I, I mean, mean he, I'm glad you brought that up, Bob. I did see that picture with him serving in Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, this is the best they've got. They're just criticizing their appearance. Yes. Oh, and notice, I, I noticed they Tucker criticized the content of what they discussed, they, but the uh, so they're just going after their appearance. I, I yeah, love that. I love that Laura Ingram is really so stupid. Point. So Laura point. Ingram's so stupid. She said that uh, Kent looked like looked like a bespectacled a bespectacled Les Nessman. Yeah, well, it, Kent didn't have glasses, and Les, Les Nessman did, and Kent has hair, Nessman didn't. And, gee, why didn't you say he looked like Tucker Carlson when he wore a fucking bow tie? No, but I, Bob, I, sorry. Or Roger Stone. Bob makes a really good point, that they are literally left at just making fun of their looks. That's got. where they are at. It, the, exactly. That's where they're at. And they're not even good at it because, you know, Limbaugh saying that somebody's self-important, the asshole that says, what talent on loan from God, my friends. Blah, 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 blah. Give me oxy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Susan just laughed. She's in here playing with Tennessee. I said, Fucking asshole. And she went, <laughs> So... I can't even and, imagine what they're saying about Ambassador Yovanovitch. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh! I saw, I saw one guy uh, say that she was, she was too ugly to sexually assault. Oh, wow. good God! I saw, I, I, I see that like about- every fucking time a, a, a woman comes out against Trump, whether she's just, you know, I mean, she, she we don't know if she's a Democrat or not. Trump, she did well. What, uh, what I'm saying, okay, we know, okay. 
yes, I understand she didn't come out against Trump. But if you do not worship at the altar of dear leader, that means you're his enemy. Okay. Yes, so, I agree with that. So I'm, I'm kind of, I, I shouldn't slip into their terms, but, but basically, it, yeah, if they're not a bobblehead sycophant, uh, you know, w- Trump worshiper, then they're, you know, ew, they're gross looking. They look like last nest man. Both Grant, Grant and Taylor were asked yesterday, "Why are you here to testify for the impeachment of Trump?" And both of them said, "That's not why we're here." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The depths of Laura Ingram's stupidity. Today she said, attempted bribery is not in the Constitution. So did Fox today. That's Again, their talking points is the best they got. That's it. It's Attempt bribery is not in the Constitution. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. You want to compare him to Les Nessman? Les Nessman, the actor who played Les Nessman, is better looking than any asshole on Fox <laughs> News that just made fun of him. Including you, Botox face. Uh, why do mommy look like the Joker, Laura Ingram? Um, seriously. I mean, she can't... I don't think Laura Ingram can close her mouth completely anymore for any length of time because her lip is, like, stuck up on, on her gums like Fire Marshal Bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's... It, I mean, she can, like, move it down for a minute, but then it just, like, goes right back up and sticks. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, anyway... Uh, I have uh, another one uh, from Fox News. This one, uh, uh, this is from Chris Wallace. Uh, So I think you'll probably hear something a little more appealing than what you just heard. When you listen to direct examination and the prosecutor for the is talking to the plaintiff and uh, the plaintiff is getting a chance to tell his story, it usually is pretty devastating. Uh, and then when you get cross-examination by the defense attorney, sometimes it turns out not to be quite as effective. So you, you, are, you have to be somewhat uh, cautious in reacting to what we've heard so far. We haven't heard uh, what, what Devin Nunes or his lawyer, Stephen Castor, is going to ask. Having said that, I think that William Taylor was a very impressive witness and was very damaging to the president. First of all, as you pointed out, he took very copious notes at almost every conversation. When he put quotes in his opening statement, he said those were direct quotes from what was said. It also doesn't hurt that he has a voice like Edward R. Murrow, so he, he's a pretty impressive presence up there, and I think very non-political. He went out of his way to talk about what he knew, what he was specifically a uh, testament to. He, the only thing he talked about was a strong feeling that it was in the U.S. national security interests to uh, support Ukraine in the fight against Russia, but he certainly wasn't taking any partisan position. I, I thought the two most important parts of his testimony were his recounting, and this is new news, July 26. He says he has found out since he testified before the committee and closed doors that uh, Gordon Sunland, who was really kind of the point person between President Trump and the new Ukrainians, much more so than Taylor was, who never actually talked to the president, was on the phone in a restaurant in Ukraine with the president uh, on July 26th, the day after the Trump-Zelensky phone call, uh, and that he could overhear, the staff member for Taylor could overhear the president saying, what about the investigations? Uh, So clearly the investigations, and by that Taylor thought the investigations into the Democrats in 2016, also uh, 
of the investigation into Biden. That was very much on the president's mind. And then the aide asked uh, Sondland what the president thought about Ukraine, and this is a quote from uh, the Taylor statement. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. He was asked, queried about it more than, and uh, Taylor said Ukraine. One other exchange. Uh, Daniel Goldman asked him, have you ever seen, and remember, this is a guy who has spent 40 years, almost 40 years, in the Foreign Service. Have you ever seen foreign aid conditioned on the political interest of the president? And Taylor said very firmly, no, I have not. All right, sorry, I was giggling at kitties, not uh, the audio clip. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so uh, there's there's Fox opinion versus Fox journalism, folks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, very damning testimony from Taylor and Kent. And, uh, he's not alone in saying that. I'll have all of more Fox News audio from when we, uh, in the next segment, we start hearing some of the audio from, uh, um, Marie Ivanovich. But, um, anyway, uh, I'll give you guys a, a little bit of time to, uh, respond. Uh, what, what do you, what do you think, Bobber? Well, obviously, I mean, I've, I've sort of made the point already that the the the, the opinion, the shit spewers there at, at Fox News, you know, all they can do is criticize appearances and 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 sort of mock and make fun, mm-hmm. you know, that which is why they're the the, the Trump network. <clears throat> you know, Chris Wallace tries to maintain some re- level of respectability. Um, you know, I, I still disagree with him on a lot of things, but he's he doesn't traffic in that kind of uh, personal assassination. I cannot wait until Republican <clears throat> senators start going into Fox News Sunday and talking to him when it gets closer to uh, you know impeachment going through the Senate. You know, when it, when it comes to a vote in the Senate, um, and you know, I'm not optimistic about that, but Stranger Things. It's not that outlandish, is it? They're not motorboating Rudy Giuliani in Morse code. They're not waving Trump's toupee in seraphorm. Um, seraphorm is that what the the flag language is? That what that's called? Semaphore. Semaphore. Seraphorm. Semaphore. Cellophane. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe. What you got? Any comments there after uh, the clip from Chris Wallace? Yeah, I, you know, there is some journalism going on over there, but uh, not it's much. A rare, it's a rare breed. It, it, it's it's rare. It's rare. Since Shep Smith left, uh, Chris Wallace, uh, half the time he's he plays journalist, and uh, yeah. half the time his his uh, Fox News newsiness comes out, mm. but. Uh, you know, I in, in general, um, in general, you know, he, he does a, a decent job. You know, of uh, you know, cutting through the, Napolitano, especially too. Now <clears throat> he's really, really been. He's oh, really yeah. been on the uh, on the the critical side, and he's been taking some some grief over it. So yeah, yeah. Well, Judge Knapp, welcome to my Judge chambers. Knapp. Welcome to my chambers. <laughs> Welcome to my advancing hairline. Um, all right, Rain, we'll give you the last uh, last word before we go to the break. Rain? 
rain. Go rain? to break. Okay, we'll go to break. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to some of the uh, audio from today. Marie Ivanovich. So, uh, and some of it's mind-blowing. Um, yeah, so uh, here we go. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night Something is going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. And now, on with the show. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them Silent Green is McConkey. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, where we we're welcoming in our home. Uh, we haven't taken his helmet off and hit him over the head with it. Uh, Tennessee McClunky, uh, our new cat. And uh, when I was uh, on break, I was in the other room, and I said to Susan, I said, Tim was the only person I heard hiss tonight. And... <laughs> Tim is our cat. <laughs> and and Susan thought I said, I thought you said Tim is the only person you kissed tonight. <laughs> and um and, I, and then I was like, okay, well, no, I said Tim's the only person I heard hiss tonight, but isn't it odd that I called our cat a person? <laughs> so he's the only person I heard hiss. Tim's a little fuzzy person. So... I suppose you don't have to be human to be a person, right? No. Right? So. No. Bobber, what did you say? And aren't all pets fuzzy little people? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be human to be a person. So, uh, anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, Bobber for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Welcome back, Bobber. Howdy, howdy. And uh, you sound like you're in a tin can. Sorry, sorry. There I've you got go. To move my mic down. No problem. Okay. And uh, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Swamp. Hello. 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 And last but not least, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. I am not in a swamp. That's good. Well, I I just realized there's a little bit of cleanup. There's some audio I definitely want to play still from Wednesday. 
before we get to this stuff from today. And um, uh, John Ratcliffe, Republican from Texas, uh, very aptly named Ratcliffe because he is a rat going over a cliff every time he, he opens his mouth. He's a bad person. He is. I mean, and uh, well, I want to know where he's originally from because there's no way he's originally from Texas. I think he's like a carpetbagger. Um, so if, if one of you guys want to look up where he's from, I, I would, I bet five bucks. He's not originally from Texas because he doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't look like it. Uh, he looks like he probably moved from like Colorado or something like that. Oh, Um, I was thinking Jersey. So, well, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I got five bucks that he, that he's definitely not originally from Texas. Like, uh, like Ted Cruz. Um, so uh, anyway, um, here's John Ratcliffe, uh, the rat going over a cliff at the impeachment hearing uh, the other day. In this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Shout it out. Anyone? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can just respond, let me just reiterate that I'm not here. I've got one minute left. I know know you only got a minute left. I've just got 30 seconds. I You asked the witness a question. I withdraw the question. Let me just And I'm not here to take one side or the other. That's your Ambassador, let me answer this. The general will suspend. Spend the time. Ambassador Taylor, would you like to answer the question? Suspend the time, please. I withdrew the question. The general will suspend. We will suspend the clock. Suspend the clock and one minute, please. Ambassador Taylor, would you like to respond to the question. Mr. Ratcliffe, I would just like to say that I'm not here to do anything having to do with, uh, to, to decide about impeachment. That is not what either of us are here to do. This is this is your job. Will you restore, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Restore time to the clock to one minute? Uh, no, but you may continue 22 seconds. Fine. 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 Mr. Ambassador, um, I think everyone knows that House Democrats have made up their mind to impeach one president. The question that we've just learned is whether or not they're prepared to impeach two. Because to be clear, if House Democrats <laughs> impeach President Trump for a quid pro quo involving military aid, they have to call uh, President Zelensky a liar. If they impeach him for abusing his power or pressuring him. or making threats or demands, yeah. they have to call President Zelensky a liar to do it. If they impre- impeach President impreach. Trump for blackmail or extortion Please. or making threats or demand, they have to call President Trump a liar to do it. What? Oh. I yield back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yield so, what back? Uh, may so I, may I jump in? I, I would. Uh, well, I just want to say real quick. Um, what is the legal process to impeach a foreign president? That was the question I was going to ask. <laughs> um, He's from Illinois. I looked it up. Uh, I was right. Yeah, He's not from yeah. Texas. <laughs> Somebody should have, t- well, uh, nobody should have taken that bet. Um, anyway. How do we, do Republicans have this little understanding of foreign, of diplomacy and, and, and our agents that work in, you know, in, we don't impeach, we don't impeach presidents of other countries. Are you period. sure? Are you sure, Rain? I think it's. I am the, pretty sure. I, I think it's I in the zombie. Sure, the, the, we don't do that. We I think don't it's in the. We have a mechanism here in this country to impeach another nation's 
president. I think if you look closely in the zombie Trump cultist constitution, well, that there see? is, uh, you know, there's the uh, the Ukrainian president impeachment clause. Impeachment clause. <laughs> he said impeachment twice too, and he said good. Trump. He and he said you'd have to call Trump a liar when he meant Zelensky. So. <laughs> Oh, what a mess. Again, the rat goes over the cliff. This guy's an attorney. Yeah, he also is an attorney that was considered, you know, you can't, he wasn't, um, God, he was nominated for, I think he was nominated, was it Attorney General? Uh, he, I don't know. He was nominated for some position. Maybe it was DHS. In two thousand like, in two thousand nine, yep. he became partner with former Attorney General John Ash, Ashcroft in the law firm Ashcroft Sutton and Ratcliffe. <laughs> I'm talking about something much more Ashcroft. Ashcroft. <sighs> Cover them boobies. Wasn't it Ashcroft that wanted boobies draped? Let the eagle Let the eagle I, I, I don't know, I think that was somebody in the Virginia. Uh, Virginia House or Virginia Senate. Ratcliffe was know. supposed to be nominated for a you know an administrative an administrative position and he couldn't even get to that point of being nominated because he was disqualified. What do uh, you think of, of uh rat going over the cliff, Joe? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> Rat went over the cliff. Uh, <laughs> I like so like she's never soared before. before. Yeah, I don't have that. Uh, I, I don't think I have. Uh, no, I, I, I look for eagle soar in Ashcroft, and I don't have it. It's it's, but it, I have it as part of uh, the right wing sings or whatever. Um, yeah, I, but I'm not going to play that. I'll look into it. But he he really he was nominated for something, and they all said, "Nope." He yeah, is he not was going to take even over. worthy of a nomination. He was going to take over DHS. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, and he's and, from uh, Illinois. Yeah. Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, he, he was going to take over DHS and. Uh, Something I th- think something some scandal broke on him. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a scandal or whatever, but it basically came out that nope, nope, he is not. He wouldn't even pass the nominee. Like he could not even be nominated. He was that bad. The same with Cuccinelli. Hmm. Ah, uh, the Cooch. Yeah. Bob, you know what I'm talking about. The cool. I don't. I don't remember. Specifically. I'm looking. I'm looking on his Wikipedia, and I can't seem to find it. All right, I will find so, it. I will get back to you, Charlie. Proposed director of national intelligence. Uh, July 28th, 2019. Trump intended to nominate Ratcliffe to replace Dan Coats as DNI. Uh, Trump expressed mm-hmm. confidence in Ratcliffe, and he could rein in intelligence agencies when he asserted uh, they had run amok. Uh, Ratcliffe has little experience in national security or national intelligence and is reported to have demonstrated little engagement on the matters as a congressman. 
Trump's intent may, uh, to nominate Ratcliffe also became controversial when press reports revealed that he misrepresented his role in prosecuting terrorism and immigration cases. So there's that's the nutshell. So, but anyway, that's that's all we have time for on that idiot. Um, all right, let me see. Doing a quick cursory glance of what else we have here. Um, I think I've got one more from George Kent. Maybe I, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I have here. Um, oh, here, let's listen. Well, I look, listen to the, this clip from John Dean, uh, real quick, quick clip, 20 seconds. John Dean, of course, Watergate fame. What struck me today in listening to these two witnesses is they already have more than they had against Richard Nixon to impeach him. Just on all on all accounts, because the evidence is there. There, it was it was my testimony. A few people that were lower in the pecking order than me, and it happened before the tapes. Bingo! Amen. Amen. Yeah, and yeah, I think that would have been more appropriate. Thank you, Rain. Um, yeah, you know, it was. You know what John Dean said? The tapes didn't come out until after he testified. The the tapes, the the partial transcript, we have it. We got it. The Trump cult was dumb enough to to just say, "Oh, here, here it is," and it it verified everything the whistleblower said. And now ten more people, twelve more people, fourteen more people, twenty more people. It's going to keep going. Yeah, but they're all the... second, third, and fourth hand. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. Uh... I would like to meet a person with four hands. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Mm. You could. Uh... Three hands. That's yeah. that's some freaky shit. Sure. Incidentally, uh, correction: that Ratcliffe was nominated for Dan Coates' job. Yeah. Right. Yeah, DNI. Yeah, I said Homeland Security was DNA. No, well, okay. yeah, I just read that little but, part of the Wikipedia. Um, but okay. the point that I was trying to make is that he was immediately just told, you know, it just came out. He is not. He he's not he's not up for not. No, well, that, <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, it's okay. He's not qualified uh, for the job. He's not qualified like, for the job. But we got to roll along. We can't make this about Dan uh, or. Uh, okay. We can't make this about this Rat bozo. Rat, Rat cliff. Rat over the cliff. Rat okay, Representative Andre Carson, a Democrat from Indiana, um, and George Kent. talk. And, and this is a great setup for what we heard today uh, from Marie Ivanovich. Um, and uh, here you go. The smear campaign. My colleague touched briefly on the campaign to remove career diplomat Ambassador Ivanovich. Mr. Kent, you stated in previous testimony that you were aware of the, quote, campaign of slander against the ambassador in real time, which basically unfolded in the media. Uh, where do you understand this misinformation campaign was coming from and who was essentially perpetuating it? To my understanding, uh, the then Prosecutor General of Ukraine, now ex, Yuri Lutsenko, met Rudy Giuliani in New York on a private visit uh, in January. They had a second meeting in February, uh, and uh, through the good offices of the former mayor of New York, Yuri Lutsenko gave an interview to John Solomon, then of The Hill, uh, in early March, and the campaign was launched on March 20th. 
A corrupt Ukrainian prosecutor gave an interview uh, to a reporter in the United States and made claims that the ambassador provided officials with a, quote, do not prosecute list. Sir, do you have any reason to believe this is true? I have every reason to believe it is not true. Uh, What was the reputation of the man who made these allegations, sir? Uh, Yuri Lutsenko was a politician of long standing. Uh, he had been Minister of Interior after the Orange Revolution. The U.S. Embassy had good relations with him for years. He was uh, imprisoned uh, by President Yanukovych, came out, was elected Majority Leader of Poroshenko, the then President's party, and then became Prosecutor General in the spring of 2016. What was your experience with Ambassador Yovanovitch? Uh, was she working hard to combat corruption in Ukraine, sir? She was dedicated, as is every U.S. government official in Ukraine, to help Ukrainians overcome the legacy of corruption, which they actually have made a number of important steps since 2014. So, in fact, before all of this happened, uh, you and your superiors at the State Department asked the ambassador to extend her time in the Ukraine, correct, sir? That is correct. Uh, Did you support her extension? I asked her to extend until the end of this year to get through the election cycle in Ukraine, and then Undersecretary Hale in March asked her to stay until 2020. Now, some in Ukraine probably disliked her efforts to help Ukraine root out corruption. Is that correct? As I mentioned in my testimony, you can't promote uh, principled anti-corruption action without pissing off corrupt people. (laughs) Fair enough. Now, uh, some of those people helped Giuliani smear her, Uh, did they not? They did. So ultimately, that smear campaign pushed President Trump to remove her, correct, sir? I cannot judge that. What I can say is that Rudy Giuliani's smear campaign was ubiquitous in the spring of 2019 on Fox News and on the Internet and Twitter sphere. So Ambassador Taylor and Mr. Kent, in all of your combined decades at the State Department, have you ever before seen an instance where an ambassador was forced out by the president following a smear campaign of misinformation orchestrated by the president's allies. I have not. Nor I. Uh, Okay, and taking Joe's lead from earlier, too, uh, Fat Donnie, ubiquitous means everywhere. Uh, All (laughs) all over the place. Um, (laughs) Like, like, Like manure. All of them. <laughs> Says who? Uh, <laughs> so all of them. Yeah, you can't put lipstick on a Nixon tattoo. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't. That that made no sense. I just wanted to say it again. Uh, but yeah, you know uh, this. Uh, that was a great setup for what we're about to hear, and we actually have Yovanovitch talking about that too. Uh, for uh, in in it's going to be in the third segment. And my apologies to everybody. There are not going to be Mad Libs tonight either. Uh, you know, I mean, I when when and I think all of you will agree with me on this is when we have news weeks that are this big. It's not it's not worth losing that time for some goofy Mad Libs. I know it because I'm having fun. This is a fun show. This is something that I'm not getting. You know. There's, I'm not upset about what's going on. I'm excited about this, and it needs to be discussed. And I, and I want to have as much breathing room as possible. So I'm assuming you guys are okay with losing the Mad Libs for tonight, at least the three of you. Sure. I'm good. You, you sound let down, right. Bobber. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I'm kidding. It's all good. I um, am adverb. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I'll, I'll just, I'll just do all an all adverb Mad Lib for uh, for rain. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right. Um, and, and I know I said that was a great setup. That was a great setup, and it was a great setup for the Yovanovitch stuff. But we'll revisit it. Um, unless anybody else wants to comment on that, uh, because that that is huge. The smear campaign with the ghoul and Fox News and Don Jr. DJ TJ, Mister Flocking Beard. What is that beard? <laughs> My God, fuck his beard. It's more important to know that there was a smear campaign. Yeah. It is, it is. But I just wanted wanted to know if you guys wanted to. Uh, I, I have one more clip where uh, from Taylor, where they punch holes in the uh, the no pressure, um, uh, with Schiff and Taylor punch holes in Trump's no no pressure, no pressure. That's what I that's what I have before we go to the break. But before we get to that, if you guys want want to add anything else, feel free. Anybody, anything. Bueller? Nothing? Yes or no? Bueller? No. no. Okay. All right. I don't. <clears throat> all right. So uh, here we go. I feel, uh, like, I feel like all three of us are like Grant and and Taylor just wagging their hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. <laughs> go to the uh, break. There we go. Uh, it, well, no, we're not going to go to the break. We have time for this clip. This is a uh, uh, shift with William Taylor punching holes in Trump's no pressure nonsense. Ukrainians, Mr. Kent, are pretty sophisticated about U.S. politics, are they not? Perhaps. Um, you would agree that if President Zelensky contradicted President Trump and said, of course I felt pressured, they were holding up 400 million in military assistance, we have people dying every day, if he were to contradict President Trump directly, they would be sophisticated enough to know they may pay a very heavy price with this president, were they not? That's a fair assessment. And President Zelensky not only had to worry about retribution from Donald Trump, should he contradict Donald Trump publicly, he also has to worry about how he's perceived domestically, doesn't he, Ambassador Taylor? President Zelensky is very sensitive to the, the views of uh, Ukrainian people, who indeed are very attentive to Ukrainian U.S. politics, yes. And so if... President Zelensky were to say, I had to capitulate and agree to these investigations. I was ready to go on CNN until the aid got restored. That would obviously be hurtful to him back home, would it not? He cannot afford to be seen to be deferring to any any foreign leader. They are, he is very confident in his own abilities and he's and he knows that the ukrainian people expect him to to be clear and defend ukrainian interests and you know what ukrainians are no dummies too they know what's going on they know what's going on they rely on us as an ally and strategically we should be relying on ukraine for a lot more than we have been under the Trump administration. I know every asshole Republican out there was like, oh, can you tell me who was it that gave him the javelins? Was it Obama? No. Thanks, Obama. Was it Trump? Ooh, yes, yes. Uh, 
POTUS penis gave it to us. Don't say penis <laughs> in this house! Sorry. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. I had to, I had to do it. Um, so uh, I got called out in the chat room. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's their... Oh, but, you know... Okay, you know what? <sighs> Things don't happen overnight. You Trump cultist freaks, just like the economy, okay? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. <clears throat> Over the past couple of days, I heard both Taylor and Yovanovitch and Grant say that, yes, they were happy that the Trump administration were going to supply the javelins, which, by the way, was a bipartisan, you know, money deal. Exactly. And who gives out the Congress. money? Yeah, Congress. Yeah, through Congress. Thank you. And so I'm fine. I I'm going to say this. I'm actually fine with them with these with these ambassadors saying having this this military <clears throat> this military aid and these javelins being put over there. I'm fine with them saying they wish that Obama actually none of them said that they wish Obama did. Today was I think it was mm-hmm. today during I don't want to go into the details of why Obama no, yeah, didn't fine. do it, but I do understand. I've read articles about why this didn't happen, and and so I don't want to hear like, "Oh, Trump is like the big bad, great man who gave Ukraine," um, you know. Well, yeah, hardware. and uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's in <sighs> anyway, but but. The point is, I, uh, going is that back, yeah, no matter what yeah. Trump or or the bipartisan Congress decided to give the, sorry, didn't mean to say the, gave Ukraine, Donald Trump held it. He held it, and people died, and he held it because he wanted a favor from the new president of Ukraine. I was about to call you Rain Caster since you said you almost said the Ukraine. So. <laughs> Caster said the Ukraine like 18 million times. Uh, but but seriously though, the, the back to the clip though, Taylor just just blew like with a shotgun blew holes in the no pressure defense there with that. It's like yes. you, you know, this Ukrainians aren't stupid. They they what that's the thing that that dumb Americans, Trump cultists don't realize America is from the outside is looked at in a much different way than America is looked at from the inside. It's a really great point, Ken. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that all week. And Taylor, in in I think the best possible way, laid that out, and that completely eviscerates the no pressure. Uh, thing from Trump because yeah. it's uh, um, compare, go ahead Joe I, I compared it to uh, sexual harassment uh, coming you know coming for you know if, if, if I'm in a position of power and I make an advance on a female employee in its in itself it's intimidating yes just by by the position of power you hold over the person. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Zelensky has to walk a fine line. 
he can't just stick his middle finger up at Trump. And by the way, that informed no. that informs the song we'll be playing on the break. Um, <laughs> and and but he can't say you know go you know tuck his tail between his legs and go to the U- U- Ukrainians and say oh well Trump wants me to do this so I better do it you know yeah that's that's really the biggest problem there is that he is a democratically elected president of a country who is trying to establish themselves as a democracy <laughs> and is also trying to become a part of NATO and fight Russia yes on the eastern border yeah and so uh, he can't come out and be like well Donald Trump told me to do this I, on the flip side on the flip side here he is dealing with this stuff mm-hmm. so we know about the phone call because we've got the readout and then we've heard all the crap that went on with ambassador taylor and today ambassador yovanovich yeah which we should probably get to is, the break so we can hear the yovanovich stuff and have time to comment yeah. on it uh it's, but it's for just, it's stunning to me. for bob i think you kind of called me out for this they're so. taking out the long knives and trying to destroy the handful of conservatives we have in Washington, D.C., who are trying to use the phone! Yeah. So. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's and uh, you know what, Mark Levin? I don't think you should use the phone. I think you should probably uh, probably just go ahead and do Morse code when you, uh, you know. There's a great article at Mediaite. Um, uh, I think it's, it, I'm paraphrasing, but it's a, it's it's like remember when Mark Levin thought all Trump supporters were scumbags? <laughs> so he did. He hated them. He hated them. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and go to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get some of the. Uh, I have a, a few audio clips from today. Uh, very important stuff to hear, um, and uh, also very important things to hear. Macaroni with "Song of Love and Outreach." <laughs> At least one digit being outreached, outstretched. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. We'll be right back with the last the, the last segment of this episode of Turn Up the Night. Right after this, you're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Uh-huh. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Okay. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that 
Cause your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you Something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is what you play if your boss is a jerk. This is what you play when you on the way to work. This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is Metal Aficionado, Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. I am Miles Legant. 
inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from the Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Thank you, Cleveland. We'll smack you over the head with your own helmet. <laughs> and of, uh, of course thank you cleveland thank you washington dc twice and thank you steamtown scranton pennsylvania and living in long island says all the esp shows are talking about uh the brawl at the end of last night's brown steelers game and you know what i was smart enough and got that out of the way in the very first segment of the show because we have much more pressing information but yeah come to cleveland we'll smack you over the head with your own helmet in a bag of glass. <laughs> so, uh, bag of glass, Joe. <laughs> bag of glass. Well, fill your helmet full of glass and smack you with it. So, not a good look, Browns, you fucking morons. Jesus Christ. I am sorry, not Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers better than the Browns. They have pre- they have pretty. They have prettier costumes. Yeah, they well, do. I saw yeah. Pittsburgh kicking a guy in the gut. After they, the guy fucking slammed somebody in the head with a with a helmet. My point is, don't defend any team in this situation. <laughs> yeah, dude, to be honest, the uh, quarterback on the Pittsburgh kind of started it. Now, see, they still have prettier costumes. Well, especially those bumblebee costumes. When yeah. you go back one. Yeah. Makes me think about when Nichols had bumblebees on him. Uh, so, anyway, oh, yeah, uh, we, we don't have time. We don't have time. Uh, so, no anyway, 
right. <laughs> and Shelbyville. All right, <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, if, if we're going to do that, we're going to have to talk about McClunky more. So, you oh, know. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into sports talk, but... All right, here we go. We, uh, for today, audio from today. Um, let's pick back up on the smear campaign uh, 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 against uh, Marie Yovanovitch, uh, uh, former Ukrainian diplomat. Also, Shiro. She, uh, total Shiro. She's awesome. She's great. Uh, and, I mean, and uh, you know, I don't have the audio, but... Um, uh, Chris Wallace uh, from Fox News said, "You know, if you can't, if you can't feel for what she went through, you you don't have a pulse." You know, paraphrasing, but something like that, and yeah, and that's true. That, and that's true. I agree a hundred a thousand percent with that. So um, here is uh, it, I'm going to save the the best clip of, of today from uh, for last, but this one's kind of long, so let's knock this out real quick. Um, Adam Schiff talking to uh, Maria Ivanovich about the Giuliani-led uh, smear campaign of her. I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, George Kent's testimony yesterday, but would you agree with his rather frank assessment that if you fight corruption, you're going to piss off some corrupt people? Yes. And in your efforts fighting corruption to advance U.S. policy interests, did you anger some of the corrupt leaders in Ukraine? Yes. Was one of those corrupt people Prosecutor General Yuri Litsenko? Yes, I believe so. Was another one of those corrupt people Litsenko's predecessor, another corrupt Prosecutor General named Viktor Shokin? Uh, apparently so, although I've never met him. At some point, did you come to learn that both Letsenko and Shokin were in touch with Rudy Giuliani, President Trump's lawyer and representative? Yes. In fact, uh, did Giuliani try to overturn a decision that you participated in to deny Shokin a visa? Yes, that is what I was told. And that denial was based on Mr. Shokin's corruption? Yes, that's true. Uh, and... Was it Mr. Lens Lutsenko, among others, who coordinated with Mr. Giuliani to peddle false accusations against you as well as the Bidens? Yes, that is my understanding. And were these smears also amplified by the president's son, uh, Donald Trump Jr., as well as certain f hosts on uh, Fox? Yes, um, yes, that is the case. In the face of this smear campaign, did colleagues at the State Department try to get a statement of support for you from Secretary Pompeo? Yes. Were they successful? No. Did you come to learn that they couldn't issue such a statement because they feared it would be undercut by the president? Yes. And then were you told that though you had done nothing wrong, you did not enjoy the confidence of the president and could no longer serve as ambassador? Yes, that is correct. And in fact, you flew home from Kiev on the same day as the inauguration of Ukraine's new president? That's true. That inauguration was attended by uh, three who have become known as the Three Amigos, Ambassadors Sondland, Volker, and Perry, was it? Yes. <clears throat> and three days after that inauguration, in a meeting with President Trump, are you aware that the president designated these Three Amigos to coordinate Ukraine policy with Rudy Giuliani? Since then, I have become aware of that. This is the same Rudy Giuliani who orchestrated the smear campaign against you? 
Yes. Uh, and the same Rudy Giuliani who during the now infamous July 25th phone call the president recommended to Zelensky in the context of the two investigations the president wanted into the 2016 election and the Bidens? Yes. And finally, Ambassador, in that July 25th phone call, the president praises one of these corrupt former Ukrainian prosecutors and says they were treated very unfairly. They were treated unfairly. Not you, who was smeared and recalled, but one of them. What message does that send to your colleagues in the U.S. Embassy in Kiev? I'm just not sure what the basis for that kind of a statement would be. Certainly not from our reporting over years. Did you have concern, though, or do you have concern today about what message the president's action sends to the people who are still in Ukraine representing the United States when a well-respected ambassador can be smeared out of her post um, with the participation and acquiescence of the president of the United States? Well, it's, uh, I think, been a big hit for morale, uh, both at U.S. Embassy Kyiv, um, but also more broadly uh, in the State Department. Is it fair to say that other ambassadors and others of lesser rank who serve the United States and embassies around the world might look at this and think, if I take on corrupt people in these countries, that could happen to me? I think that's a fair statement, yes. All right. I know it was long, but it was all very powerful stuff. Um, And I also heard... um, Today, after all of this came out, uh, who was that asshole, Rain, who was in the hallway um, during oh, the recess? Um, let, let, his last name starts with an L. Mm, is there a V in there, too, or something? I don't remember. I, I'll but go back. I'll go back. Basically, to basically this one Republican congressman uh, was saying... Oh, well, Democrats keep moving the goalposts on what's, you know, they want to talk about, oh, well, you know, and of course this feeds into Jim Jordan, not Jim Jordan, but Devin Nunes saying, oh, well, this sounds like an HR problem. No, no, no. These are all, these aren't necessarily, everything here isn't necessarily an article of impeachment. What we're hearing, uh, what, what was it again? Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin. Yeah, Lee Zeldin basically said that Democrats kept moving the goalposts. No, 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 motherfucker. You're the one who put the wheels on your goalposts and put a turbo engine on them. Uh, And you're driving them right off a cliff with the rat. Rat cliff. And uh, But the thing that, that, that drives me crazy about that is that what we're hearing, what we heard today, what we heard on Wednesday... It's not, everything you hear is not an article of impeachment, okay? Every word, all the Mm -hmm. testimony that comes out, it's not an article of impeachment. What we are hearing is testimony to, uh, that illustrates the effects, the crimes and corruptions of, you know, Trump and Giuliani and, you know, Lev and Igor and everybody else. Where this is, you know, it's 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 the ripple effect, you know, yeah. the crime the crime is the pebble in in the water, 
and then the ripple the, the you know the water ripples outwards from there the ripples you know so oh you want to whine about oh it's not firsthand information no 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 it might not be firsthand information but everything started from that one point when that pebble dropped in the water and the rings went out and it affected a lot more because we're talking about the most powerful person on the planet. He was a fucking game show host, huh. racist, sexist, uh, f- f- sexual assaulting maniac. Oh, gee, are you surprised something like this would happen, folks? So, but uh, to to hear her respond, Joe, to to uh, you know what was going on with the smear campaign. Uh, just stunning, absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was one thing to to read the dep- these depositions, but to listen and to see the looks on their face and the emotion she gave, just the look on her face, and uh, made a huge difference. I think, and should on on the public, you know. Uh, yeah. You can see she really cared about what she did. You can see she was a serious, serious uh, uh, diplomat, a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, resume, and just the kind of thing that's ripe for some scumbag like Trump to try to ruin. Yeah. And now, Rain, uh, why don't you chime in here, too, because I don't have any audio for this, but... Do you care to paraphrase or recount uh, to the best of your ability the night she found out that she was being uh, called back home because she was going to be fired? You know, get on the next plane home. Do you remember what uh, that? Again, I you, don't you remember. Don't... She was held, holding an event at her home. Yes. For... Okay. Thank you. She was holding an event at her home, her home in Ukraine, to celebrate the life of a woman who is an anti corruption activist who had died because she was splashed with acid and i did i i shared it in in our chat i also shared it on my facebook page she was celebrating the life of a woman who was was attacked with fucking salt sulfuric acid burnt up to over 70 percent of her body and she died a slow months uh, yeah slow painful death i think it was four four or six months i think it might have been four months but yeah Right. So you know what? Does it matter? No, it doesn't because that's horrendous. It's horrible. Okay, see, you got me going, Ken. No, it's okay. Go ahead. That she was, she was, she was giving an award in this woman's memory because this woman was fighting corruption. She was presenting an award Ukraine. to her father. The the I don't remember the activist name, but I believe she she was young. She was born in eighty six. I remember yeah, from was, her she bio. Was young. She was young. I mean, go to my Facebook page. You'll see the video. Yeah. I mean, I know we have it in our chat, but I did put it out there. She was, and so she was in the middle of doing this. She got a phone call from from a woman here in in the states at from State Department, saying, "Yeah, you 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 got to get out. I'll call you back later, but you got to get out." Yeah. And she, Ivanovich stayed awake until the phone call came in at one one a.m. One a.m. <laughs> the woman said, "Get out on the first on the next plane, the next flight, the next, next flight. You can get out." Because and I believe she said, "I believe she said she did get out on the next flight." She did. She left her she, home. 
Yeah, she left her home in Ukraine. <sighs> and this is important. Mad. And it is. Know, it really we can is. Get back to it. We can get back to this later. But yeah, we we should have, we should get we should dive people. Who yeah, we diplomats. on Tuesday we should dive in more to this actual story. But uh, Bobber, uh, 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 what are your thoughts before we get to the last bit of audio here? Um, well, I'm kind of with Rain on this one. That um, the just the utter, um, the utter uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Criminality. I mean, it, it, yeah. it just reminds me of um, it's brazen. Yeah, you know, they're 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 just oh she's she's not gonna play ball. She's got to go now. Get her out. Yeah. Yeah, they said her. <clears throat> she's she's not going to do our bidding, you know. To to, um, she's going to be in our in the way of our of our criminal enterprise. She's got to go. Oh, and that's exactly what I got Somebody, from the the testimony the today. Somebody from state, and I don't think that this person from State Department here in the United States was doing this to scare her. They were told this woman was told to tell her it's for your security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to make that really clear because there was a woman. I think this here this was a good person. This I think this was a good person who was trying to protect her from the corruption of the Trump cult. Yes, I I think that too. That's what I got out of it, and the overall testimony today is that basically they want the Trump cult, Rudy, you know, Lev, Igor, Trump, uh, you know. All of them, all of them. They wanted Yovanovitch out of Ukraine because they wanted a piece of the corruption pie in Ukraine, but and she was standing the in their way. Thing that she said. This goes to the original thing that she said, Ken. She doesn't yes. understand how our, you know, our our diplomacy protocol and mm-hmm. and how we work as 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 diplomats as foreign. Yeah. You know, foreign officers. She didn't understand how it could be come yeah. under attack by outside influences, yes. i.e., Ukraine, the bad people in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and she said private influences. Uh, yeah, and and of course Trump, in in which we heard uh, from from Schiff there, uh, was that Trump was lionizing that corrupt uh, prosecutor. That, you know, that, that Biden talked about, you know, having, you know, you know, the one they, they want to say that Biden removed him because he was, you know, he was a shitty, corrupt prosecutor. And then they put in somebody who was tough. Why would you want to put in a tough prosecutor if the company your son was working with was, was corrupt? It, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, his son no has nothing whatsoever. to do with the story. So, uh, well, no, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying if, uh, you know. Why would you want a tougher prosecutor in there? Yeah. If if truly there, there was something going on that was uh, a conflict of interest, whatever. But anyway, let me play this clip real quick. Uh, this is 22 seconds. Uh, at the end of some questioning by uh, Brad Wenstrup, another hor- horrible, I'm sorry, from Ohio. Brad Wenstrup, oh. Republican from Ohio. He's yeah. a piece of garbage. Um, oh. at, at the end of some of his questioning, she took it upon herself to mention something that should have been mentioned more. 
and this is it. I um, obviously don't dispute that the president has the right to um, to withdraw an ambassador at, at, at any time for any reason. Um, but what I do wonder is why it was necessary to smear my reputation. Also- well, I wasn't asking about that, but thank you very much, ma'am. So shut up. So shut up. I wasn't asking, so shut up. Why was it necessary? Why was it necessary to smear her reputation? Just remove her. Why, why was the smear campaign going on? That makes no sense. Well, I think we know why. Because they wanted a piece of that corrupt pie. So, um, anyway, and any quick thoughts on that before we get to the last bit of audio? The best bit of audio from today I saved uh, for last. Go Anyone? for it. All right. Rain, nothing? No, nothing. All right, here we go. This is uh, the, the the last last clip, and it is... Uh, um, a live tweet reading from Adam Schiff to uh, former Ambassador Marie Ivanovich. Trump was listening. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him so much. But this is the last last bit of audio. Ambassador Ivanovich, uh, as we sit here testifying, the president is attacking you on Twitter. Um, And I'd like to give you a chance to respond. I'll read part of one of his tweets. Everywhere Marie Ivanovich went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Oh, my God. Uh, He goes on to say uh, later in the tweet, is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. First of all, uh, Ambassador Ivanovich, the Senate has a chance to confirm or deny an ambassador, do they not? Yes, advise and consent. But would you like to respond to the president's attack that everywhere you went turned bad? Well, I... I mean, I don't, I don't think I have such powers, uh, not in Mogadishu, Somalia, Somalia, not in other places. I actually think that um, where I've served over the years, um, I and others have demonstrably um, made things better, you know, for the U.S. as well as for the countries uh, that I've served in. Uh, Ukraine, for example, where there are huge challenges, including, you know, on the issue that we're discussing today of, of corruption. Huge challenges. But they've made a lot of progress since 2014, including in the years that I was there. And I think in part, uh, I mean, the Ukrainian people get the most, um, the most credit for that. But a part of that credit goes to the work of the United States and um, and to me as the ambassador in in the United uh, in Ukraine. Ambassador, um, you've shown the courage to come forward today and testify, notwithstanding the fact you were urged by the White House or State Department not to, notwithstanding the fact that as you testified earlier. The president implicitly threatened you in that call record. And now the president in real time is attacking you. What effect do you think that has on other witnesses' willingness to come forward and expose wrongdoing? 
Well, uh, it's very intimidating. It's a dime designed to intimidate, is it not? I, I mean, I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect is to be intimidating. Well, I want to let you know, Ambassador, that some of us here take witness intimidation very, very seriously. And thank God for that. Because, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, so uh, I'm sorry. I do have one last clip I want to play, and this came from Fox News after that um uh yeah listen to this listen to this because uh this is this is solid i started this hearing as we set up to it thinking that ambassador yovanovich was going to be a sympathetic witness the democrats would would tell her story about how she was recalled but as we noted that is she serves at the pleasure of the president uh, and I started to say that she didn't see the call. She didn't hear the call. You know, this is tangential to the actual argument. However, this whole hearing turned on a dime when the president tweeted about her real time. And during the questioning, Adam Schiff stopped the Democratic questioning to read the president's tweet to her and get her response. Now, that enabled Schiff to then characterize that tweet as intimidating the witness or tampering with the witness, which is a crime, adding essentially an article of impeachment real time mm. as this hearing is going on. That changed this entire dynamic of this first part of this hearing. Uh, and Republicans now are going to have to take the rest of this hearing uh, to probably try to clean that up. It, they didn't though that that uh, that idiot you were uh, um, talking about earlier, Rain. He tried to do it in the hallway with the press. Oh yeah, he, um, he, yeah, he sucked. <laughs> he, oh, he was horrible. He was horrible. But I want to give the press credit. Yeah, and we did not hear. We did not get the audio for the show tonight, but the press really pushed back on him. I want. Yeah, I want to try and get that for Tuesday because obviously. I, we don't have another hearing uh, slated yet, do we? Or do we have another one scheduled? We have hearings. We do have hearings oh, yeah. next week. I don't know if it's going to be on Tuesday. Over the weekend, I'll try to find it. It was Les. I can't. What the hell was his stupid name? He living, living on Long Island. I'm pretty sure he's your representative because he uh, represents most of Suffolk County, New York. Didn't you say it's, uh, he had a V in his name? I I forget what it was again. I can't uh, remember. No, he has a Z. He has a Z in his name, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. We're we're running but, long. We're running long right now. I just want to kind of, uh, and and I, thank you guys Len for Zeldin, being something like that. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, yeah. uh, the three of you for in uh, uh, letting me get through all this audio. Uh, we, we missed very little. We played a lot tonight, which is very unusual on this show. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll give you each a, a couple minutes for a parting shot. So uh, we'll go uh, reverse alphabetical. Rain, what do you got? Oh, my parting shot is number one. Ambassador Yovanovitch was the victim. She was. She, she was the victim. So every time any one of the Republicans out there said, why didn't you do more to push back against your smear? 
I felt like that was disgusting because she was literally the victim of Rudy Giuliani and and the three amigos and everybody who was trying to get her pushed out. They the Republicans literally said, "Why didn't you do more to save your job?" And as on a personal personally, mm-hmm. um, that's bullshit. That I, I I have lost jobs because of shit like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to put out is that when Trump did his tweet about how you know every place she's been. Including Turn, Somalia. Yeah. What, what was bad. It all came yeah. out bad. Yeah. She was 23 years old. In Somalia, 23 right? years old as a foreign... As a... You know, as a... As, as, a, as an, a foreign officer. Yeah. She wasn't a diplomat. She wasn't... She was working as a foreign officer, which means she was pretty much like the, the, the girl. And I say 23 and I say girl... She was a very young woman who was just like, all right, I got to peddle around paper. Uh, I mean, we have interns and uh, new hires at, at my where I work. We, we have people who are in their very early 20s who are working in, you know, low-level jobs at my company. If our company goes belly up, it's not their fault. Yeah, but I, you know? I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm not trying to negate your company. But she was in Somalia when she was 23 years old. But she gets the blame. She gets the blame in Trump world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, to me, there is so much. Yeah. She is the victim. And she came, she came forward and testified. And she never, ever once said she was a victim. No. Not at all. But she really is a victim of Rudy Giuliani and and the three amigos and Trump and mm-hmm. all of this bullshit. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind. And like the, the criminals guys, from Russia and who, Ukraine. Yeah, the two guys who testified on Wednesday, they set this up. Like, you know, they were questioned. They set this up. She came in there. And knocked and it out of the park. The, yeah, she was the person who was the victim of what was going on. Yeah. All right, well, Rain, so, I got to rest yeah. control yeah, of this irregular done. channel. I got to rest control from this irregular channel um, <laughs> and give it to the outlandish uh, Joe Santorza. <clears throat> nice resting. Way Thank to go. you. Thank you. Um, I have resting I prick face right now. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, Adam Schiff deserves a lot of credit. From the very beginning uh, and today, uh, he has really kept control of that 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 committee hearing. Yeah. And has really, really prevented the Republicans from turning it into a circus. And he doesn't oh, do they, it. They tried like right off the bat, and they tried right at the end, too. They did. But he doesn't do it as a bully. He doesn't do it, uh, you know, like like a big strong man. He just says you're not recognized. You're out of order. You know, you're not recognized. You can have a chance later, but you're not going to disrupt this 
this procedure. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to give kudos to him. He's 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 run a great, great. He's making them follow uh, the rules, and they hate it. They're their rules. This is what kills me. It's the yeah. rules they made up during Benghazi. Their rules. They don't like them now. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, kudos to. Uh, to Adam Schiff, he's he's doing a tremendous job. He reminds me of Peter Rodino back in the day. Yeah, during the Watergate. Uh, so uh, cool. That's it. All right, Bobber, you get the final parting shot tonight. What do you have, sir? Uh, I got a couple of quick things. So, all right. uh, first of all, uh, I wasn't on the. You guys talked about Roger Stone in the first hour. Oh boy, <clears> did <throat> we lipstick on the tat. So, uh, Esquire magazine has an article, and it's got one of the best headlines I've seen in a while. It's uh, professional rat fucker Roger Stone has fucked his last rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ratcliffe might be available for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's there's some good lines in the article too. I'd, I'd uh, recommend seeking it out and uh, taking a look. Oh, very um, nice. All right. The, the other thing is is. Um, the the Republicans, uh, inclu- including um, you know Laura Ingram and the rest of them, yeah, yeah. Are, are trying to um, claim that uh, you know Trump didn't commit a crime because he wasn't successful in extorting yeah uh, uh, the Ukraine for the for the uh, arms. <clears throat> so uh, a former writer for the Simpsons has pointed out. That that was the same defense that Sideshow Bob used. That, uh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that uh, well, he wasn't successful, so uh, you know it's not really a crime. Oh wow, wow, wow! That's awesome. So that so. kind of shows <laughs> just uh, just how bad the Republicans are that they're you know, yeah steal, stealing their bits from Simpsons to. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. All right. Well, I'll tell you, we got to go because we have the Lunatic Parade. I think uh, episode 13, I think, is coming up right now. Uh, but yeah, everybody, check out My Check Radio uh, this Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have more of the. Uh, uh, what's, what is it? Uh, 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 the uh, McClunky. We'll have more McClunky for you. And of course, uh, we'll have more. Uh, analysis on the impeachment hearings next Tuesday on Turn Up the Night. So, good night, everybody. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the, the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, President Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. <laughs> <laughs> my <clunky. laughs>